0: It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time, and you know what? This has been an absolutely crazy week, and we're ready to get this started because I have a lot to say, and I can't wait to say it.
1: It has been a crazy week. I am back. Are you better than ever? Not better than ever, but better than before. (laughs) I'm excited, ready to be back. I missed all you guys, everyone, but Alex, I missed. Let's roll. He did. He,
2: he, He literally actually said that to me when he got to Vegas. He missed everyone except Vegas. for me. Yeah. So I, I mean, peed
1: on Allegiant for everyone.
2: Okay. Well, that's that's good. I'm glad to hear yeah. that.
0: It's already melting away.
2: I, I hope I hope the Statue of Limitations on peeing on Allegiant is longer than a few days. But hey, you know what? It's fun. It is it is what it is. And you know what? It's an exciting time. Gary, you got your black logos back. You're welcome. It's good, good to see. And we got, man, a lot, a lot to talk about today. And
0: one big thing to talk about, too, uh, is that we are getting really, really close to 1,000 subscribers. <laughs> Thank you to everyone that has been watching and has been here from the start and that has come along lately. There's been a lot of exciting people that have joined lately, um, and it's been fun. And you know what? This is just that push to get to 1,000. We can't wait to get there. But you're right. There's a lot of 49ers news that we absolutely have to get into because Kyle Shanahan is under fire, people. Wow, that- He's absolutely under fire because the injuries that have happened in camp because of, that's right, Tarvarius Moore had a – Achilles, which he's already had surgery for, mm-hmm. so he's out of he's out surgery for that. Good. And Justin Skule had the ACL. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the these right now people are already going after Kyle Shanahan. This is Kyle Shanahan's fault. The buck stops with Kyle Shanahan. What do you guys think?
1: Well, first of all, they released Justin Skule today, correct?
0: Correct, with a injury designation. Okay. Correct. So if he doesn't if he passes waivers and doesn't get claimed, he'll be back with the forty nineers. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. So I mean, I think I mean, you have to put a little bit of blame on Kyle. He, it is his team. Ooh. But not enough to be upset with him.
0: No, well, give, give us your take. I'm, I'm excited this for this. This is the way
1: I see it is Jeff Wilson injured his knee getting out of a chair. I don't know if everyone read that. So, I mean, is Kyle supposed to help pick him up
0: on chair? Well, we we need to make sure this is the right kind of chair. Maybe the 49ers <laughs> organization has
2: bucked hey, faulty if chairs. if the buck stops with Kyle, right? He <laughs> yeah. selected the chair. Yeah,
1: it, it depends
0: who picked the chair. Was this um, a folding chair? I mean, I, I need to know it was these probably things. Thomas Sue chair. <laughs> oh, no, um, that no. that, that, that thing then, has done been broke, retired, and put into the landfill. Um,
1: Justin Steele <laughs> got injured doing a one-on-one drill, correct? J- he yeah, he was doing
0: pass blocking. Mm-hmm. and is okay. Foot got stuck, that's how I'm you injure your tell ACL. let out here to
1: everyone. Ackles have to practice fast walking.
0: Nope. Ban it.
1: Um, <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, Tavarius Moore got injured doing non contact defensive back drill.
0: That is correct.
1: So, I mean, that's something you can't prevent. Um, the only thing I would say is I'm a little shocked they didn't get rid of their training, get, make some training staff shakeups after last year. But Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, Jed York, sure know a whole lot more about how those injuries were sustained than I do. Yeah. And Nick Bosa's, that wasn't getting prevented. Someone rolled on the side of his knee.
2: None of, the, none, none of last year's key injuries would have been prevented by training.
1: The only one I could say is maybe Debo Samuel, pulling his hamstring issues.
2: Maybe, but here's the thing, right? The, the foot injury before camp even started yeah. last year definitely put a factor. Started, yeah, it definitely put a factor.
1: I said maybe. Yeah.
2: I don't, I'm, here, you're not wrong. Like That's the thing. is You're not wrong about that specific one. My issue with all of this and the stuff that's been coming out and the conversations that have been had. So, number one, skill and Moore's situation comes out. Nothing you can really do to prevent either one of those because they have to happen. Okay, They have to. Then you have the Jeff Wilson stuff which is just a freak accident, right? I think you have a point, Horst, in that maybe they need to address the training room and the training staff, but they did that in 2018 because mm-hmm. they were having some injuries before that. So in 2018, they made that attempt and they changed the training staff. They did that. Yeah. Last year's injuries happened and people were like, oh, there's, something's got to change, right? Something's got to change. Here's the problem. Bosa's, like you pointed out, was a roll-up, right? He's blocking. He's doing all that fun stuff. Um, his foot gets caught in that turf. And the ACL goes. Solomon Thomas, similar type of situation. Wasn't exactly the same in terms of how it happened, but his foot gets caught. He's falling at an awkward angle. His knee basically has to brace and take the whole weight of the fall because of the angle that he was at. ACL goes. Raheem Mostert, knee. Same sort of thing. Jimmy G, you can see his foot get caught in the ground before that ankle injury happens. Yeah. When he's planning the yeah. throw. All of them happened on turf fields. All of them. And there's been a bunch of studies that have come out recently that have shown turf fields themselves, you have like a 75% increased likelihood over your career. If you're playing on a turf field of tearing an ACL or having a major ligament injury of some kind in the lower half of your body. And part of that is because the way the fields are made now, part of it is training and how players are now developing. They're stronger than ever, right? They're faster than ever. Um, Things are changing for athletes. And so with things changing fields like grass fields, a little more give, right? You don't get maybe necessarily the same type of traction that you would get, but there's more give on a grass field. Field's going to come up underneath your feet before your foot gets caught in the ground in dirt. That's not going to happen with the turf field. So that's why some of these injuries are happening. It's why it's escalating. Last year, they didn't make a change because I think all of those key major injuries, how do you prevent those? How does training prevent Nick Bosa from not getting ruled up on? How does training prevent Solomon Thomas's foot from not sticking in the turf? There's nothing you can do, right? Like, there's not a whole lot you can do there. And like you pointed out, horse Jeff Wilson gets up out of a chair. What are you supposed to do? How How is this? I can understand if they're doing something in their training program, right? But here's the problem. A lot of these injuries, there's no amount of training that's going to fix it. I mean, un- unless you put them in a bubble and just protect them forever, right? Like Like you said, no more one-on-ones, no more non-contact. Everyone just... Stay Stand 15 there. feet away from each other at all times. Yeah. I, it's only six. Okay, yeah,
0: on. I, I picture I picture the 49ers showing up to training camp like the kid from Little Giants wearing the big puppy. You know, <laughs> and he's just going to be safe. And Kyle Shannon's supposed to be his mom and make sure that nothing happens to him. Um, but let's be honest, 2020 needs to be completely ignored because not only did the 49ers make a deep run into the playoffs and in, and into the Super Bowl, so they had a shortened off season, which is always harder to recover from. We all know that. But then COVID struck. So now you have a different, you had no mini camps. you had no OTAs. Then you had a shortened training camp. So now we're going to put that on Kyle Shanahan and that on that training staff because they had to adhere to the toughest rules and policies of any NFL team because California is crazy and Santa Clara is even more nuts. <laughs> um, let's be honest, these guys were doing the best they could with what they got and that's why you've seen so many injuries <clears throat> during the season. So you have to completely throw 2020 out. Yes, 2018 new staff. Now you see three you see three injuries that come up to two of the guys are not injury-prone guys. Justin Skule, Tarvarius Moore haven't had injuries a lot in the league. So it's really just something that happens, and it's amplified by a media that wants things to be amplified. A certain media guy, I call him the Thanos of 49ers of uh, football media people right now, <laughs> he was looking at it, and he honestly said when Kyle Shanahan canceled minicamps, which we need to get into, that... Thanks a lot, Kyle. Now, I don't have anything to talk about for the next two or three weeks or the next 40 days, really. So he was upset. So you know what he's done is he's manufactured something to talk about and he's making Kyle Shanahan the fall guy and the click guy so he can get more clicks so he can buy more cars and get more condominiums, which I don't really care about because all I care about is 49ers football. And as somebody that's been a head coach, and I know you guys have too, we understand Kyle Shanahan will assume some of the responsibility but he doesn't have to assume uh, assume all the responsibility because these are grown men that do training regimens outside of the you know outside of the 49ers guidelines and they push themselves and that's where all the injuries start to happen every single nfl player knows right now it's not if they're going to get hurt but when when they're going to get hurt and you're bigger faster stronger than ever and when you're this big and this fast and you do things like this. Your ACLs, your Achilles, are not built to handle this, and that's why you see these types of things happen, and that's why these guys are getting hurt.
1: Pretty well said, there, thank fella. you,
2: Extremely, extremely well said. And, and it goes, it go, like you said, it goes to the point of, of just the game changing, right? Training regimens changing, how players look, how they feel, yeah, their weight. I mean, you got guys now who are more muscle bound and bigger than they've ever been before in the in Way league bigger. history. Thanks, man you are welcome um and in so league history. Oh. league history not not <laughs> podcast history not podcast history just league history uh, and so it, you, that's a lot that you're putting on the on your body it's that's true. a lot of of weight that you're putting on guys um you know Debo Samuel I know size-wise height-wise he isn't the tallest guy in the world but he's not a twig out there playing yeah. slot, slot receiver this is a big physical burly dude he's
1: gassed
2: he, he is <clears throat> and look at the end of the day right Debo's injury last year is a perfect example of you know what that's one that you can possibly put on Shanahan but at the end of the day, no one was holding... Here's the thing. No one was holding, holding Debo Samuel hostage and saying, you have to go out and play. Debo wanted to be out there. So something in his training wasn't preparing his body to be able to handle the workload that it handled towards the end of the season.
0: Yeah, it's called a broken foot.
2: Correct. And that's what I mean. It's, it's, his training regimen, though, didn't yeah. prepare the rest of his body to be able to handle it, so he had to overcompensate somewhere in his biomechanics. Yeah. That's why the hamstring goes. Like That's why you have someone who has a lower leg injury have a lower leg injury than on the other side or start having back issues or back problems or tightness. It's okay. because something biomechanically is off.
0: 100%. I'm almost at, 40. I understand.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, listen, <laughs> I think everyone in this room, right? That's That's been the case at some point for all of us. So it's just one of those things, man. It's like at some point the onus can't fall on just one guy. Yeah. There is a, a, a whole host and factor of things. And the fact that, you know, the Thanos of the uh, 49ers Twitter or whatever you want to call him, I, I like that nickname. I, yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah, The fact that he's out here pr- promulgating and putting this on one person and then immediately in the same stream talking about how, you know, he's got cars he's got to buy and things of that name. Yeah. It's just like, dude, w- w- why do you do this? Is it the 49ers or is there a little more to this? A little, to more, a little more to this than what uh,
1: than what you're letting well, on. I
0: think everyone likes a little cream of sugar in their coffee. Is, to he, you both? is yeah. he really
1: Thanos, though? I mean, I thought that was a great line. You want to why I say Thanos? But Thanos is like,
0: intimidating and scary no you think he's intimidating until we assemble against him horse
2: aha we have had the 49ers assemble <laughs> episode too
0: um <laughs> you know and i think that there is a lot of undue like responsibility that's been put in on kyle shanahan because it's not even stretching to that but also when he canceled mini camps um i know i know you had a an instant reaction to that because me and you had a conversation about it was you were not very happy with the fact that Kyle Shanahan um, canceled minicamps. So go ahead and tell him why.
2: The reason is is because I was afraid of this exact situation. I felt this was an overreaction an over to current, situ- current injury situation. Now, I know Kyle came out and addressed it and said this was always the plan. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe it was always the plan, but it also could have been an alteration of the plan. Maybe he was planning on not having... Some of these days, maybe not doing that last day of OTAs, maybe not doing a couple weeks of, of minicamp. But I don't know, necessarily believe that that to be the full case because you have a lot of rookies. Yeah. Got a lot of stuff. And then the stuff came out about the and Lenora and they're going to miss some rookie time. So it could all be factoring it in and all of it could be happening at once. But it's just one of those things where in the moment, it felt like an overreaction to two injuries happening and it being guys that are supposed to play a role on this team and have a significant role. And the reason why it was an overreaction in my mind is because of this exact reason right here, which you have now, which is now people are pointing at Shanahan, pointing at Shanahan, pointing at Shanahan, pointing at Shanahan, because Shanahan, Shanahan makes the decisions, right? Shanahan makes the decisions. This is on him. This is his fault. And he's doing this now because guys are getting hurt. And if they continue down this path, there's going to be nobody left. Like, that's the snowball we're now in yeah. that the, that Thanos has now started for everyone, yeah. is that by season start, there's no one left. There's, there's no one left. And look what Shanahan's done to this team, and he doesn't need to be in charge. And it's like
1: he's God. got a point. There's only eighty-seven to go. Oh
2: no! There's you know we're we so we're in such dire straits. I, it was just one of those things where in the moment I was I, I was more worried about the kind of distraction it was going to cause than I thought about it being like more of a player safety sort of thing and maybe just letting them clear their heads.
0: I mean, horse, do you think people, do you think Kyle Shanahan really cares what no. what these people say no. and the distraction? that they think it incurs on his team. I don't think he cares at I'm all. I'm going
1: to be honest with you from the time he's took over. Um, he's been a very straightforward guy. Um, I If Kyle says he was going to do that anyways, I take him at his word. Yeah. Um, Kyle's been straightforward almost to the point of making himself look bad a couple times. Yeah. You know, here and there, like after the draft, you know, you weren't very happy with some of the stuff he said because it confirmed some stuff you were yeah upset about. Um, I know there's been other times that I can't bring up off the top of my head. But I I don't think he's lying. I don't think he really cares what anyone thinks outside of the building, to be totally honest.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Now, One thing that I saw is because I always watch all of the press conferences, mm-hmm. and Kyle Shanahan mentioned over two weeks ago that he likes when the players can get away for about 40 days. So when he was mentioning this time, he said the league started – OTAs late this year. And so if the team was to get away at the the time that was designated in the current schedule, they would only get 32 days. And he believes those days add up, and he likes them to get 40. So the fact that he's mentioned it before, that he likes 40 days, makes me think that he was planning this. Do I think he did change the way OTAs ended? Yes, he wanted it to go another practice and then do bowling after that as the team building, which he always does. Um, This was a way for him to kind of – adjust to what happened cuz i'm sure there was a lot of people that were frustrated with the fact that they lost school and they lost Tyarius Moore i mean that's something that you it's hard to bounce back from it's fair. um what's funny is the fact that you know cone acted like you needed to stop practice right away after the first injury and Shanahan literally said that would be kind of weird and you know why that would be kind of weird because it proved that he's never been on a football field because we've been a part of football you know practices games People get hurt all the time. It's
2: the nature. of. I the mean,
0: team. literally the a couple years ago, we lost our best player doing a DB drill. He jumped in the air and just landed wrong. And he, it, it really hurt us, you know. And in that moment, yeah, we could have canceled practice. But guess what? We needed to get better the rest of the team. How is that going to help canceling practice and ending? You just can't do that. You have to move forward. You have to build continuously, no matter who's on the field. The next man up thing, people hate it. It's Ultimately, very true. Does it hurt you that you lose that guy? Yes. But you keep continue to move on, you keep building. The only way you get better playing football is playing football.
2: That is accurate, right there. I mean, look in my sophomore year of high school, right? I got I broke my arm in a one-on-one drill, going up to catch a ball in a one-on-one drill. Getting undercut. Yeah. Broke my arm. It's not my coach's fault. It's not my coach's fault that I broke my arm. Mm-hmm. Situation, stuff happens. And when stuff happens. You know, you got to find a way to get around it and deal with it. Unfortunately, that's what happens. Yeah, it's just It's just, true. It's, just uh, it's the nature of the sport, like you said.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, the, I mean, the first high school game I coached uh, in Modesto, the hit their other team's quarterback got hit by two guys. He uh, pulled on a read option and got hit high by one guy, low by another, and broke his leg through the skin. Yep, it yep. happened. That's not nice.
2: It's not nice at all. But it's, it's just, it's the nature. You're playing I a violent him
1: sport. Scream. Oh Jesus!
2: <laughs> it's the nature of the sport, unfortunately. It's a physical sport. It's a violent sport. And speaking of physical, by the way, I don't know how you guys feel. And Horace, I actually want to hear your take on this because I think you're going to probably give a, a hotter take on this than I will in terms of the Amador, Lenore situation here, and the Niners losing, losing some rookie development yeah. practices. Because it wasn't the, practice. Okay, what was it? Is it it just, was
0: basically they were going to be going over like how to handle themselves off the field yeah. and that kind of thing. Okay. It was,
1: they lost basically a rookie symposium. type. Sweet. So, basically.
2: They, so they lose a rookie symposium, which actually doesn't hurt the rookies in terms of on-the-field development. It's off-the-field development. So great job there, NFL. Yep. But it's because the Amador and Lenore got a little handsy in a one-on-one drill when there was supposed to be no contact allowed. Horst, how do you feel about that?
1: I'd cut him. <sighs> no, um... Teodoro Lenore playing hard. I mean, you can't get on him. The DB coach, sure, you can get on him a little bit. You know that he should have kept it a little calmer. But, I mean, so you're going to take this young – what's fifth-round pick? Mm -hmm. Fifth-round pick. He's out there playing hard, playing his hardest, and makes it – and, you know, playing well and forgets that he's not supposed to play press coverage Mm -hmm. and does it. And I think the NFL is a little ridiculous that they're actually –
0: well, do you think Bring the NFL up. is the one that actually brought it up or did a team complain? Cuz I was watching Middelkoff and Haberman and Haberman and Middlecoff, and they were saying that he thinks that Pete Carroll called it in because Pete's gotten caught on this three times and he might be trying to get the ball rolling on the 49ers getting caught on this and eventually, you know, it costing them draft picks down the road, you know, and why? Money. because
2: they have no draft picks for another like Seattle
0: got a 5th round pick taken away for this sort of thing I remember and money. Well. So could that be? Could the Seahawks could it be evil Pete up there
1: chomping his gum trying to get them in trouble? What do you think? It definitely could be. I wouldn't put it past them. All spare and love and war there. Yeah. Um the Niners would do it to them. It's kinda like when people get mad when a manager on the Giants points out that, you know, were to point out that someone on the Dodgers pitching has some, something sticky on their arm or hand. Yeah. Kind of the same idea. Um I'm not upset at all, and to be honest, with the whole rookies training off the field, I don't care. Like, it's not my job. Thank you, Robert. It's not my job to care what this guy does with his money. Yeah. Or where he lives, or where he, I care about how they play football. Agreed. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to. See them end up bad. I hope it all goes well for them off the field. But with the amount of money these guys get paid, if they can't spend it correctly, that's on them.
2: Fair enough.
1: Yeah, I think I think it is nice. I think that the
0: veterans should probably take these guys under their wing and show them how to do this. um, You know, and teach them the right way. Um, I I like that. Gary Horse is the best guess. I I am
1: tremendous. (laughs) Thank you. That's pretty awesome. Um,
0: (laughs) You know, and I I see a lot of questions coming through too. And but one comment that I want to kind of talk about since we're already on this subject as I seen you know Nico saying fire the personal trainer not the head coach and you know what if it's the personal trainer yes if it's the trainer of the actual player, I 100% agree that maybe some of these guys aren't training the right ways or being pushed in ways they shouldn't and they need to make adjustments. if we're talking about the 49ers trainer, I think that we need to give them another season because 2020 shouldn't be able to count because of the way they had to change the way they trained in general. They had to train outside, not even in their normal gym, not even doing the normal workouts that they do. Um, So I think that it just needs time. I think people jump to too many conclusions and and move too fast. Um, For these guys to be able to adjust on the fly like that was something no one was able to understand the capabilities. Injuries were up across the league last year. And I think that, yes, we had these three injuries this year, and it's already gotten our antennas up because we've had injuries in the past. But I think we kind of just need to pump the brakes a little bit, take some time. If we have a lot more injuries in training camp and into the regular season, then yes, there's something really wrong there and we need to address it. But if we don't, can we just move past it and realize that, guess what, injuries are a part of football and everyone understands that they're going to happen and we need to just move forward past injuries and grow accustomed to you better build the best team possible, which John John and Kyle have done with great depth, to be able to insulate yourselves and handle these injuries.
2: No, nah, man. I, Bingo. I, yeah, you're, you're right on the button there. And uh, right. to, more, to, more to the of the North scenario and situation, I wouldn't be mad at Pete Carroll if he did it. I mm-hmm. wouldn't be mad at any coach if he did it. Horst was spot on with that. There's no reason to be upset with a coach or for, of another team or organization wanting to hold the 49ers to the same rules that they have to be held to. I wouldn't have done it. My problem is the rule. My problem is the rule itself. It's a ridiculous... You know
0: r- I wouldn't have. No,
2: it wouldn't have. And listen, I, I'm not the type of guy that would do that yeah. either because I'm more focused on... Of course, what,
0: when have I ever turned someone in for something? Even when I knew they were cheating, even when I knew they were cutting, it, It's it's
2: You focus on you, right? Because you can yeah. control you. You can't control anyone else. Right.
0: So, uh, what about when you didn't let the hits called turning back play? It wasn't the running back. It was a corner. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I didn't let a corner play because he couldn't present something, a document that he needed to have to prove that he could that's, play. That's different. That's different. He wasn't eligible <laughs> to play because he... Probably wasn't even him, okay? Let's just be, let's just be frank and honest with right.
2: it. So look, though, at, w- with yamadona Diom- 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 Lenore yeah. in that whole scenario, mm-hmm. in that situation...
1: So do you be frank, Colby Alex? Oh, okay.
2: Interesting. With that situation there, the problem is the rule. That's the problem I have. You can't expect these guys to not want to go, especially rookies coming into any sort of camp situation. Mm-hmm. Whether it's OTAs, whether it's mandatory minicamp, voluntary minicamp, whatever it is, these guys are going to play hard. Mm -hmm. they're trying to prove something and show that they have something to bring to the table. And so if if they're not out there doing that, what are you adding? Yeah. What what are you adding to the table? What are you adding to this roster? What are you showing to your actual position coach? Because this is a time out there where you're not going to have every guy that you're going to be battling it out with in camp. So it's your time to give him your best look so that he knows what it is that you do well, what it is you struggle with, what kind of focus and directive do you need. If you're going out there and half, kind of half-behinding it with your DB coach out there doing OTAs, not giving it your 100% your all, uh, it, he's not going to know what to do with you. They're not going to know necessarily where you're at or where you need to be or what you need to work on between now and the time that season starts and they make their final cuts. So for me, this is pretty simple. Change the rule. If you're going to be upset about something, you're going to go out after someone on this, you go after the rule itself. The rule is probably designated and designed to protect the players. I get that. I understand that. But at some point, there has to try and be a balance. You can't protect these guys forever. There are certain things that you can protect, right? You can protect their head, make sure that they live long, healthy lives. Mm -hmm. You can put rules in place to limit things like shots in the lower portion of the body. But what you can't do is literally wrap them in a protective layer and put them out there on a practice field and say, you know, nothing bad can ever happen to you. You can't touch anybody. You're not going to be ready to play. Mm -hmm. These guys don't have to hit every day. They're professionals. We get that. But... Working on hand technique, placement, getting a little physical with guys, that wasn't overly physical. It wasn't an overly physical scenario that Diamond Lenore was in. Yeah. That was, that was like the bare minimum, and it was contact within five yards. So it's 100% illegal illegal and allowed, right, in the NFL.
0: Yeah. Big ups to uh, David for watching us from his RV outside of Kansas City. That's huge. We dig yeah, it. He, he has been on the road and he's still been jumping in, getting on everything. So big ups to him. He's always um, you know, on everything. So appreciate him.
1: Out there peddling his Campbell suit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know what? As far as the injuries go, you know what? It's gonna happen. I see I seen what Big Dez said, you know, and I understand he's saying they have old school techniques. And you know what? Some of the things that I heard Kyle say are pretty state of the art and what he's doing and what he's doing uh you know and how he's approaching it. But Jim Harbaugh didn't have these rash of injuries besides, you know, when he started to leave, Trent Baalke really had a lot of injuries because he got guys that were red shirted and everything else all it's the true. time. So, I mean, yes, the, the injury thing to me is is something that is is here. It's true, yeah. It's real. Um, but it's not something that needs to be overblown at this moment. No. You know, because when you get hurt against air, when you're getting hurt against air and stuff like that, it wouldn't matter what setting you're in, how much you're trying to protect these guys, you can't stop it from happening. So I don't think there needs to be that's – that's my biggest argument with it, is let's not overblow this thing already – we haven't even got the training camp yet. We're making a mountain out of a molehill but because they, but they have to. Well, they think they have to. Well,
2: I mean, Grant actually legitimately has to because right. he has nothing else to talk about because he doesn't hasn't had an original idea in like twenty five years. Well,
0: what's 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 crazy though is this literally dividing the fan base, you know, and as far as what our beliefs are, and it, it's because of the injuries, and it's like these three injuries are not something that Kyle Shanahan could have prevented. If this would have been a illegal drill that they would have been doing, 100% we could have put the onus on him. Or if this would have been in training camp and he would have been having contact like an extra day or longer time than he's supposed to, then yes, you put it 100% on him. Uh, I just I don't see when you're practicing within the rules and you're you're trying to do the best that you can uh, with the information that you have that you would have any or any other it, situations. Um, but I I'll to be honest with you, I don't know how much more I want to talk about injuries in the future because. Uh. It really does get me. Like I'm just like,
2: well, it's, it's, I get
0: kind of work, you know, worked up about the fact that it just gets overblown.
2: Yeah, and here's the thing, Gary. That's a great question. Do we have any numbers for other teams? I actually, do I actually okay, nice. look this up. Let's do it. Uh, no, there is not a single reported injury on any other team in the league. Wow, which is what makes this that much. It's why it's why this thing is getting blown out of proportions because okay. there isn't another team right now that has a reported injury. Now there are guys who are with things that are like you know. A, a little minor knee issue and are missing some time. But there's no one... I thought the,
0: Long got hurt up in Kansas City and uh, is
2: out until training camp. That That is true, but it's okay. not a season... No, There are no season ending or into middle of the season injuries that have happened so far in OT or in okay. for other teams. Now, granted, granted, that doesn't necessarily mean anything because every team's situation is different in terms of what they're doing, how they're doing it, things of that nature. Um, And, and again, it's a numbers game. Yeah. We've, had, we've, hit, we've been hit with two so far. There are teams that are going to have a rash of injuries coming up here as soon as they get into mini camps and as soon as they get into preseason practices. It is going to happen. So just because the Niners have two right now, if the Niners don't get another one the rest of the season and every other team has a rash of injuries before season even starts and league even starts, all of this chatter will go out the window. Yeah. All of it will. It's just a, it's just because it's happened so early and we just dealt with it all last season that it's that big of a deal and that much of a problem right now for 49. Our stream said reconnection is successful and it looks like we are A-OK. Well, okay. Well, hold on. It's going to – yep, it's going to
0: – What's wrong?
2: All right. We're good now. Okay. We're back, boys. Sorry. We, we had back. a
0: little bit of an issue on our end. Uh, Sorry about that. Um, you know, and I, I do, I, I do think that injuries are going to happen in training camp, you know, and I think some of them are going to happen to the 49ers, some of them are going to happen everywhere else. I think you're right. Um, but you know what, I seen some great questions too, that have been coming through. I have seen people talking about also the, the safety room, you know, I seen people asking about Jefferson because Tarverius Moore is out. Um, what did you think about the signing of Jefferson overall? I know we, I know we talked about it, but we didn't go too much in depth on Jefferson
2: look and uh, the thing with Tony Jefferson that I like is the fact that he's a veteran player he's played very very well in this league uh, both in the past game and uh, in coverage and up in the box um, he is going to add box depth and and things of that nature for the 49ers in terms of the flexibility at that position which is what you're looking for especially with a guy like Tarverius more out he was a guy who could step down and come in the box he was a guy who could play pretty well in coverage especially in the slot so Tony Jefferson has that experience. He also has, with him, um, knowledge. He played with a really good Ravens defense. Um, this is a defense that has always been one of the top 10 defenses in the league since Harbaugh has been there. So this is a guy who knows how to play well in a in a very, very talented and good defensive system in which he's not being asked to do more than what his role is. He has his role, right? He has to fulfill his fulfill his duty on any given coverage, play, scheme, whatever the situation is, he knows how to do that at a high level, and he's never had to play with a front four like he's gonna play with in San Francisco. His thing is health, right, if he can stay healthy. He's been dealing with injuries the last couple of seasons, but he's, he's like literally three seasons removed from his major injury now. So this is a guy who he's had plenty of time to recover. He's had plenty of time to recuperate. You get to kind of weave him in and kind of just slowly get him into the lineup and slowly get him out there with the rest of the safety group. Um he's not going to push for a starting job, but if he is playing in that Tarverius role role mode, that's what his ideal situation, that's where he fits with this team. Uh, again, I don't see any problem with it. It's not an upgrade over Tar- Tarverius Moore more, but I don't know how much of a downgrade it is.
0: Well, he's a really good player and he played very well in in Baltimore, and I think he's somebody that definitely they were excited to bring in. They brought him in actually right before Tarverius Moore got hurt. The timeline is actually that he didn't sign after Moore was hurt, but he signed before Moore was hurt. So he's somebody that they definitely want to use and bring in, and he's somebody that can compete. And we have options behind Tarvarius Moore, of course, with Tavon Wilson and also with him. But I thought it was a great signing because he's a good tackler. He's very physical. He can play in the box, but he also has some coverage skills. Um, so the 49ers, you know, went ahead and took care of depth there and made sure they could get a guy in. And that's somebody that, you know, makes sense for them. Um, I've seen also somebody talking about Jared Maiden, who is, is somebody that we've been high on since you know they signed him as a rookie free agent out of Alabama last year. He's a guy that can play free safety and strong safety and even play sometimes in the nickel, which, I mean, that is something the 49ers definitely can use. The question is, though, is he talented enough to be able to make it behind these guys? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm worried about is they keep bringing in guys, and usually when you're bringing in guys and stacking them on top of guys you already have, you're bringing them in with the thoughts that they're going to beat out the guys that are currently there. Um, the Marcel Harris, you know, and the Jared <laughs> Maiden might be on the outside looking in, um, just because these guys are super talented with a lot of veteran experience.
2: No, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. And, and look, at the at the end of the day, the Tony Jefferson signing is just now. Now it seems like a genius move, right? Because of everything that hap- has happened with Tarverius Moore. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it was a depth move. It was a depth position, and there are some questions that need to be asked because the move was made before more got hurt which means this room is not set they're not set and yeah. comfortable with this room and the move has been for the 49ers all offseason all preseason to go out and sure up depth get a lot of guys in compete 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 <laughs> compete that's what you got to do you got to compete with this team that's what's going to be asked of this group
0: yeah i think you're right and that's the whole thing with every position on this team is competition competition that's what they want they want uh these guys to have to battle in camp and somebody to come out ahead and, um, you know, competition breeds competition, you know, and that's what we always used to talk about is you need to be able to go full speed in practice. And that kind of goes to the injury thing as well, is because if you're not getting pro full speed reps, you're not really doing yourself a service because it is different. Remember, you're trying to get these rookies and other players used to playing at pro level speed. They've been playing in college against great players. Now they're playing against the top 1% of those players. Everything is bigger. Everything is faster. It's just a different game, and you do these drills fast and hard so that way you can prepare you know, for what's going to happen on the field. You can never be quite prepared until you actually play into game settings, but that is the overall goal that you're trying to reach.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing about Jefferson is, is anyone in here nervous about Jefferson having to go into a game?
0: No, I'm not. Nope.
1: Not at all, right? No. Not a little bit. I was a little nervous when we used to have to see Marcel yeah. Harris go in.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, uh, 49ers manager just brought it up, too, is the fact that we just replaced uh, Skule with Kelumet. Um Look, at the end of the day here, too, uh, let's talk a little bit about that Skule situation. Yeah. and Because at the, with that Skule school, school situation, uh, you have a situation now where they've cut him, but there's an injury designation. So yeah. why don't you let everyone know what that means specifically? Because I don't think a lot of people have an idea what that injury designation is and the fact that the Niners have used it in the past.
0: Yeah, they, they waived him you know, with the injury designation so that way if he clears waivers, he will be restored to their roster and he will just go to the IR. If he gets claimed by another team, then they'll you know have all rights to him, but they will also pay his $900,000 salary. And if they do, that comes off the 49ers books for this year and the 49ers only have a cap hit of $90,000, so it's a, it's a big win for the 49ers to do this. Yes, they've done it before. DJ Reed last year, they did the same thing with. The only difference was DJ's injury, they knew there was a possibility of him coming back by November. With Justin Skule, this is an ACL, and he's not coming back this year. It's very unlikely for a team to do it um, because you're not going to get this guy's services this season. If you were going to get his services, I could see someone doing it. So this is kind of a low-risk Um, move for the 49ers and something that they really needed to do to create the space to be able to sign, you know, the offensive lineman to take a spot. And that's really what you're looking to do is make sure you can, you know, fill that 90 man roster. You have to do it. Um, Unfortunately, it eats into the salary cap. You know, once again, you're signing a guy that has veteran experience. So, you know, he's at least signing for the veteran minimum and that's eating into your cap and taking away from available money, but you have to do it. Unfortunately, take care of when these injuries happen, they're unfortunate, but it's the way football is.
1: Well and, and let's be honest Justin Skule, I like him. Yeah. But the, the team will survive.
0: 100%. I'm not even I'm not even sold on the fact Justin Skule was going to make this roster. Yeah. That's why it being overblown is is what makes me shake my head. I'm not even sure he was going to make the 53 man roster.
2: And look, too, the other thing about this whole Justin Skil situation is he had a bat. He didn't have a great year the last couple of seasons. Last year specifically was not a great year for Justin Skil. It so wasn't. That plays more to what you guys were just talking about and things you were just pointing out. The fact that he may not even have made the fifty-three man roster. Um, and in his stead, now with them cutting him to make room for Mister Sonoy Kellamet, let me pull up. I have his some of his statistical numbers here up in front of me right now. Um, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six seasons playing fourteen plus games. Yeah. So, again, if you're worried about who do they – who is this – this is like literally the Tony Jefferson signing. As soon as we signed him, the very first thing after we posted a little thing on him and I put it up on our Facebook groups was uh, – what do you call it? was the, the fan base basically going, who is this bum? As soon as Sanoyi Kalamitsa oh, – who is this bum? Uh, this bum is a guy who's played in pretty much every game, right. every season, he's been. he's basically been able to with the exception of two. His rookie campaign in which he wasn't playing a whole lot all right, and then in 2019 where he was dealing with an injury. He came from Houston, right? I think he did come from Houston. horsey Horse just brought that up and mentioned that. I think he did come from Houston. Uh, yes, he came from Houston before this, New Orleans before that, and he started off in Arizona. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I knew he played on Houston, and I didn't look it
0: up. Yeah, he played five games for Houston. It's impressive. Yeah, it's a, impressive. he's mainly a guard, but that's not really what it's about. It's just about filling out the 90-man roster. Just a body. I'm sure they have other tackle options. We talked about this with John Chapman is about Mike McGlinchey. Or not Mike McClinchy, I'm sorry. Uh, Colton McKitz. And McKibits, yes. We've talked about McKibitz possibly being that guy. Sean Coleman possibly being that guy. Also true. Um, there are options for the 49ers on the line. Um, and so that's why I don't think this is huge because Jalen Moore they also brought in. You know, they've done so much to attack this offensive line and make sure that it's, you know, very good and, and has a lot of depth. And so I don't think the 49ers really are going to skip a beat. Do you want Skule to be in there and compete? Absolutely. He's a good player that has a lot, you know, a lot of capabilities and can push guys to be them best their best selves. But if we're going to sit here and act like Justin Skule is, you know, going to be the tipping point, it's definitely not. No. Um I like Justin Skule, and I like what he brings to the table, but
2: And and we all we all want Justin Skule to be to be well number one we want him to get healthy. Yeah. First and foremost, get healthy, sir. Um and then number two, we want him to, to develop. I want him to be great. Yeah. But as of right now, he hasn't been great. He's been good and he's been developing nicely. Um, but l- yeah, like you said, don't overblow this. And that's kind of what's been going on. The the thing I saw right away as soon as these injuries got reported was the Niners just lost two key contributors. Can we can we slow down on what key contributor means? Yeah. Skewel is a is a safety swing tackle. He's a guy there in case someone goes down that you can go and plug and play so that your O-line doesn't go from good to yeah. garbage in a second. Yeah. That's the same thing with Tarvarius Moore. Tarvarius Moore is there because if, if your main two guys go down, you know you can go in, plug and play, and he can do things for your defense. He hits hard, right? He lays the wood. He He's decent in coverage. He's good in the box. He's solid. Your defense, your secondary doesn't go from good to absolute trash in 3.2 seconds yeah it's one of those things where these these injuries these things happening this doesn't spell the end for the 49ers what it does mean though is that maybe you're not as deep as you'd like but even then i don't necessarily believe that because the 49ers, the 49ers have made moves to ensure that there's depth
0: i agree 100 percent.
2: they've gone another way
0: they have they've done a very good job of making sure they have depth all over the offensive line you know and I, I, we've we've been having a lot of great chat. By the way, chat has been going crazy. I've been chat. trying to pay attention to it a lot. Um, Too many good points, chat. Yeah, Matt Burgos, thank you so much for the great words. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt's been a, a staunch supporter, you know, since the beginning, so we appreciate that. Um, but you know, Jay in the Bay asked some good questions about other stuff that's going on. You know, he he was talking about when should they start ramping it up? Well, this is a process, right? They've been going through OTAs. The very first week of OTAs, they kept it real light. And well, they slowly added into it. And
2: that's the, the yeah. 49ers Minded I brought this up earlier and said that you know, Shanahan makes the guys go at full speed too often. I disagree with that completely. I, yeah. I, and this isn't like, not a shot at you, I'm just saying I disagree with that. Yeah. Shanahan has done a really good job of easing guys into things, easing right. them into the system, and sort of easing them into you know the environment and the grind of an NFL practice and NFL season. You don't just throw these guys out there and go, say go full speed and you know, have a good day. No, you want to ease them into it. It's the same thing like when Grant Cohen was talking about how they got Trey Lance out there on day one, just throwing passes, running the Jimmy offense. It's like, dude, no, it's basics. You yeah. gotta start with a foundation right. and build. You can't just go out there and say, hey, Trey Lance, by the way, eight step drops, throwing deep posts, deep outs, you know, post post corners. I want you throwing slogos. Let's work on that t- the, the complex timing with the complex footwork. Let's do that on day one yeah. before we've even installed basics. Yeah. Before we've installed dropbacks, your step. Your, your blitz step, your read step, I, all of these basic fundamental things that you have, your quarterbacks, that need, they need to be able to do it under center. Let's, let's do all the hardest possible things first, and then we'll come back around and eventually get to the basics.
0: Yeah, what's the main goal of OTAs is to, number one, get these guys used to the first part of what the offseason's is going to look like. So for these rookie guys, they're getting used to exactly what NFL practice is going to be the speed at which NFL practice is going to be. That is a big part. That way, they know what they need to do between now and training camp to get their bodies prepared. They'll have 40 days to do so. But it's also to get the installation of the offense and defensive in. So that way, these guys can understand not only have they been able to see it in Zoom meetings, but now they need to go do it on the field. And one of the ways you have to do that is, yes, you probably don't have to go 100% all the time, but there are times you need to go 100%. I've heard them talk about, oh, you shouldn't do seven on seven. You shouldn't do 11 on 11. Let's be honest. How long have these guys been doing seven on seven for? Since they were in youth football, high school football, seven on seven every year, college, just spring football. This isn't something that is different for these guys. This is the way football is. This is the way it's always going to be. Um, and I think that we just need to learn to understand that this is going to happen. I don't think this is a referendum on Kyle or the way that he runs practice. Some
2: people want it to be.
0: I think they want it to be and that's fine. they can, they can want it to be all they want. It's just not and and they're not going to make it that and they, they can try. but I, I hate to I hate to say it but 49 fans, be careful. don't try to run this guy out of town. Oh he'll leave. Well, the thing is he's not gonna he, number one, he's not gonna leave, but these guys will push him to what point? You know what I mean? Like, if, if at what point do you want this guy? Because there's not a better option for the 49ers. Kyle Shane. Gary,
2: Gary had brought that up yeah. earlier. He said that earlier. Who do you replace him with? There's no one to replace him with. Right. There's not a better option out there right now. Yeah. There's not. Not for this team. I don't think so. Not the way this team is built. No. And, you know, who would
0: you rather have? I, I, there's, I can't think of somebody that I would rather have. Belichick 10 years ago, maybe? You know what I mean? That's what really what you're looking at is this like. What about, his,
2: what about his son and his mullet? You want to have
0: that in here? No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> if I could give him a haircut, maybe. Maybe. But you maybe. know what? It's like it's just at some point it's like how much are we going to get on this? You know what I mean? It's just how much. I I I'm already I'm already getting over the injury stuff. Like I'm already getting over talking about it because I think that it's being blown out of proportion, and how people can spend multiple days on this is beyond me,
2: because. No. I, I, I don't have enough time in the day and energy in the day to worry this much about the injuries because yeah. the injuries are going to happen. I can't, there's literally nothing I can do to prevent them. Um, and there's nothing Kyle can do to prevent them. No. Like, outside of just sending them home and just, you know, like, like that episode of Spongebob where he's like, he just stays in the house all day with his little chip, his little penny, and his little tissue paper and he just sits there in the yeah. corner. Like, outside of them literally staying at home and doing nothing, every time, every time they walk out of, I mean, Jeff Wilson proves it, right? He's, he got up out of a chair. A chair. A chair took down Jeff Wilson for yeah. the first half of the season. Hey, it can happen at any point in time to anyone.
0: It's taken out of a lot of people. The concerto is a real thing. It's okay? a real thing. It it's can a, take people out. It's a real thing. Um, the one thing I will say is we need to make sure that we keep everything in line when we're talking about this, you know, as far as, like, everything just stays in compartmentalized um, because it's 49ers football man we should be excited about it right now we should be yeah. pumped about 49ers football coming up and sometimes it gets a little over the top um yes the injuries are a real thing we definitely need to talk about them but i don't think they need to be blown out of proportion Kyle Shanahan should not be taking fire he should not be under fire for this um and you know what it's too late to scrap your offseason work your offseason oh, training no, plan right no now you can't. you're completely in it you stay in it let's see how training camp goes you
2: can um, you can course correct little things but yeah. you, you can't completely alter the path.
0: Now, in good news, did you see any of the photos that came out today? I saw a few. I saw Jalen Hurd, and you know what? Those braids are gone. The the dreadlocks are not there. No, nope. he looks completely different. Um, well,
2: dude, he looks just the. He looks like he's in good shape. Man, I, I I honestly, when I saw the picture, I I thought I saw a little bit of an aura radiating off of him, <laughs> like that that glow, that shine. He's getting yeah. ready to break out, even he knows it.
0: And I saw Maurice Hurst. He was looking like a freaking beast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ebi was looking like a stud. I'm like, okay. I, I was getting excited about 49ers football. And can we
2: can we talk about the fact that Jimmy looks like he's in the best shape of his freaking life? Dude, angry Jimmy's coming. He's a real thing, dude. Yeah, he's on he sh- red kryptonite. He looked I, – I, that first <laughs> press conference, bro, I saw I – saw, I literally just like – I put it on. I was like looking at the way he started talking. I looked over and I was like, oh, Jimmy's cut. Yeah. Oh, he's – yeah. Oh, he's cut, cut. Oh yeah, like he he lost some weight, put on some muscle. The definition's there. Like he's going for the full Clark Kent look.
0: Oh, he he went he went from full. I'm gonna get a porn star to I'm gonna get a supermodel. <laughs> that's what and, he did. And he's, he's like, dude, I seen Tebow over there flexing. He got like a you know a Miss Galaxy over there. I, I got to step up my game. You know, and I think Jimmy,
2: he, Jimmy can definitely do it. Jimmy can. Miss, he, he definitely he can. can. Jimmy and i and Jimmy's I'm a, big, a beast. Jimmy. I'm a big Tebow fan. You can do better than Miss Galaxy. <laughs> I, I believe. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Uh, How many rushing yards will Jimmy have (laughs) Tommy Huxley? I don't know, baby blue. I don't know, baby blue. Like a thousand. (laughs) Seven. Thousand. Uh, He's not going to have more than Trey Lance when it's Trey Lance's time to shine. I can tell you that. He won't have more than Trey Lance this season. Also true. That's probably very (laughs) true. That's probably (laughs) very true. Jalen Hurd got faded up. Agreed. Hurd's agent is selling his health. I mean, okay, Tommy. Sell it. Okay. I mean, I I would be selling his health, too. You want him to get paid, right? Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to do that. got to have to do that. This is definitely a make or break year for Jimmy. Uh, we agree. 100%. We agree
0: with that. Yeah, 100%. It, it is. And he's he's going to be in it, though, this year. This is his year. As long as he comes out and plays good, uh, and not great, but good, he will be the quarterback for the season. Because I, I really do think they want Trey, um, you know, kind of sitting behind. And this is not uncommon for 49ers as far as quarterbacks go. I mean, look at 1979, Joe Montana playing behind uh, Steve DeBerg.
2: Can we also just give a quick uh, happy birthday shout-out to Joe Montana?
0: Yeah, happy birthday, Joe. I watched the 50 moments from the 49ers, like the top 50 Joe Montana moments. Mm-hmm. I will have to say this. I didn't like that four or five of them are from the Kansas City Chiefs. Didn't like it. Not a fan. That cut me deep. It's not nice. I, I, I do like J.J. Burden, though. I don't know a lot of people that know him, but personally met him at a football camp. Um, wonderful guy. Also Michael Dean Perry, the refrigerator's brother. Okay. Awesome. Taught me a lot about D line.
2: Look at this guy name um, drop. Also
0: everywhere. stole my dad's sunflower seeds. So wow. yeah, Michael Dean, we want him back. Okay, you can't just go steal and jumbo sunflower seeds and think you can get away with it.
2: Listen, I don't personally yeah. have a stake in this. Um they there there's too much sodium and I blow it like a whale when I have too much sodium. Yeah. But but help this man out and get him his seeds. I know.
0: Webster Slaughter, awesome, by the way. Very I, true. I, I love Webster Slaughter from our area.
2: Very true. Uh, David Campbell had said earlier, too, Kyle's not going anywhere, at least not in many years. Didn't he just get extended?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's 100% true. It's
2: true. It's true. My goodness, my gracious. I mean, look. this is just one of those things. <laughs> did somebody that, say steak? Did someone say steak? Yes, <laughs> totally 100%. This is one of those things, man, where just everything that's been going on and everything that's been happening with this team lately, um, I think this is, a, 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 not a, like you said, this shouldn't be a referendum on Shanahan. I think Shanahan's doing everything that he possibly can to yeah. make sure this team is mentally and physically ready. Getting rid of OTAs, while I didn't like it at first, getting rid of that last day, doesn't really do a whole lot for this team. It doesn't take anything away. Yet 80, over 80 guys show up to camp anyway, mm-hmm. to these OTAs. So this team is motivated. They're ready to go. They've obviously given you enough to walk away from this first couple of weeks of minicamp and not do anything there, which is totally fine also because if everyone showed up to these OTAs, Why do you need to have minicamp? Everyone everyone was already there. Well,
0: and other teams canceled minicamp. This wasn't a only 49ers thing. This wasn't a knee-jerk thing. There was like five other teams that canceled minicamp as well. Um, And yes, Michael Dean Perry was fantastic, and he did teach me a phenomenal swim move, um, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I actually have film of this. At some point, I will have to release the film on the social media because it it is absolutely great. Um, one of my friends that was there actually ends up being a star in the Naked Mile American Pie. That is a true story. Um, and that, I'm, I'm not kidding. That's a true story. And he's also in the Soul Surfer uh, in that movie as well. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's a true story. He played with me in youth football, and we went to this football camp. It was great.
2: That's incredible. Caleb uh, <laughs> has a question for you there, sir. Hey, Aunt, with Jalen Hurd officially wearing 14, are you getting the jersey?
0: 100%, yes. I was waiting for this to happen um i needed <laughs> i needed to get this jersey it needed to happen and i needed an official jersey number now the question is he took the pictures but am i am i to wait till after training camp just in case after cuts he doesn't change his number um Ooh, that's but, a
2: good
0: call. yeah i'm gonna be a little about well, that say, ve-
2: didn't didn't jimmy Ward just change his number too? jimmy ward
0: is now number one that's a good number jason red is number two Oh, we got that going. I, like I, I don't that. know if Tart is going to end up with six. I know he was. It seemed like he was maybe pushing for that. Tarvarius Moore was pushing for a seven until the injury, so he will no longer be
2: seven. No, that's that's a shame. Yeah, that's really really a shame. But it hey, is. Tarvarius Moore, man, get better. We love you, man. We want you to. Yeah. Want you to recover and, and uh, get back on that field, um, man. I'll tell you what. This was an exciting week, though. Just overall, in general, between everything that happened with the 49ers, maybe not the injury stuff, but all the things that are going on, the new signings, right. Um, And then on top of that, all the content we put out this week, the collabs we did this week, whether it was with Jay in the Bay, whether it was with John Chapman, Chapman. um, Horse making it back alive from Vegas. Yeah. You know, we're always worried. You're always worried maybe he's going to get locked on top of a hotel, like on the top or something, and then move his mattress up there. Um, You know, everyone came back healthy, um, and then Horse came back healthy, excuse me, and then we had all this great content this week, and and we got even more fun stuff coming up too, man. I'm I'm just been, it's been a great week for the podcast. Shout out to all the new subscribers. 20 plus of you. Uh, we love all of you. Some of your names are down there. Lou G publicly subscribed, by the way. Shout out Lou. Yeah,
0: thanks Lou G. Lou G is always on every video. He's been here um, from
2: almost since day one.
0: I, I enjoy having conversations with him in, in the mornings. Uh, him and Gary are always on there early. Uh, Tommy comes in with the heat. Kenny comes in with the heat. Um, there's a lot of good ones, you know, and a lot of great comments from people all the time. And I love the questions. I've been seeing these questions and I know we've been getting through our topics and I can't wait to get into these questions. Um, before we do, I would like to say to 49ers Mind, I know it's his first time here. If you don't know, um, I have doubled down on Jalen Hurd being healthy this year. I even told Chapman I doubled down. I am 100% on, on Jalen Hurd, and if it doesn't happen, I'm going to eat it, and I'm okay with that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the heat, um, but he, he's going to be 100% this year. He's going to produce, and I'm going on record as saying that. And so if it happens, like uh, I said, I will be quiet, sit there, and just enjoy it and if it does you are not you are and not if it be- doesn't <laughs> happen i will eat it i don't even care i'm okay with that
2: ant is not under any circumstances Ooh. going to be quiet he you see what Calm be before black. the swarm said he did jalen hurt did jalen hurt get injured taking team photos prove it calm
0: well i'll be honest he, he injured that he he injured uh with what he was wearing it wasn't that great
2: no, like
0: no. as far as swag goes eric crocker's right there wasn't a lot of swag in this picture a black long sleeve shirt. You know what it really looked like? He forgot it was picture day, and he was like, "Oh well, I I, I got I got my Hurley undershirt." I got on. more important things. I, too. I'm good. You know, I, I don't think he cares about pictures, but you know what? When he plays the game, he's going to be swagged out. Sure. That dude, that dude definitely carries himself in a certain way. Um, and once we get into preseason games, they're going to ease him in. And once we get to the regular season, and he plays, yep. He's going crazy, I'm telling you. He's going to
2: go crazy, and Ant will not be quiet. So I will Ant, not be quiet. Ant, Ant saying that he's going to sit there and just smile is completely inaccurate.
0: Okay, I may be lying um, a It's the bit.
2: opposite of accurate. It's inaccurate.
0: Yeah, it's inaccurate. Uh,
2: so just get ready for that, because there might be an entire episode or show where yeah. it's just an Ant rant in terms of how, how right he was and how the game is called I Win. Uh, there was a great question earlier from Jay in the Bay, in which he said, when should be, the players be going full speed prior to the season yeah. starting?
0: It, it's it's a, it's a process. So you want to do is get them in right away and you want to work, you start working them into the drills, but you don't want to go full speed. Of course, you want to work them in and get them going the right way because um, you really need to build their legs, you know, and build their conditioning because it is different from what they're doing in the offseason training. Plus, you're trying to gauge where they're at physically because you don't know what they've been doing in the offseason. Um, And then slowly you start to integrate that first week is really about just getting them used to it, getting them used to the routine, getting them used to the things they're going to be doing. And then you slowly start to ramp up the speed at which you're doing it. And you just do it continuously and they get better and better at it. And that's how your body gets used to it. And then you're going to have rest days in between. One of the big things we talked about last year, remember everyone says that Kyle doesn't take care. We had maintenance days for players all the time. Well, we know that these guys do high-intensity stuff and then low-intensity stuff. It's true. So that way they can make sure these guys recover. There is a definite science to what they're doing. Um, it just hasn't worked out well. But that is what you're trying to do. You're trying to ease these guys into it. And then at some point, you're they're actually not going full speed, full speed right now. Anyone that thinks they're going full speed right now doesn't know. The rookies might be because they're super hyped.
2: And they, and they also don't know yeah. how to practice.
0: Yeah. And then once you get into training camp, you will hit a peak where you will go full speed. That will be the joint practices when you're going to be playing against the Chargers. You will be joint full speed. You'll be going full speed in those practices. Those practices are more nuts than any preseason game you will possibly see. Um, there will be fights. There will be a lot of physicality. And that's where you're kind of ramping up. But you're, and then after that, you kind of tone down and you're, you're, you're getting healthy. So that way when you get into the regular season for week one, you're ready to go full speed again.
2: Yeah. We're at a point now too with, with training in general where it's about working smarter, not harder yeah you want to be smart in terms of how you train. you want to be smart in terms of your reps and what you're doing. and so there's different types of full speed, right? There's game speed, full speed on the field activities. There's full speed like with your lifts and by full speed with your yeah. lifts, I mean days where you're lifting at a hundred percent, right? you're doing you know if you're programmed right now, you're at ten reps or whatever. you're doing you know your warm up sets, you're building, and then you're getting to your a hundred percent lifts where you're lifting you know, the most weight that you can for the reps that you're supposed to be doing. And then you have rest days, light days, yeah. where you're not doing that. You're not trying to hit at 100% because your body's still recovering. It's middle of the week. It's the second or third time you've done that that body part this week. And so you're just trying to maintain what you've already put back on. You're not trying to break down your body any more than you already have. You've already accomplished that. Right? So every aspect of training, practicing, everything they do, there's different levels and different speeds at Yep. It. And so while they may not be full speed on the field i can tell you right now that they're going hard in the gym right now they're lifting hard they're training hard you know they have one or two days a week that are that are February. probably really really hard days for them yeah. in the gym which is part of the reason why right now they're not going to be doing that because the closer you get to season the less of those type of hard days you're going to have in the gym because your body has to be at 100% maximum right now is the time to break down your body in the gym and get yourself prepared to do to play at your highest level and then once you get to season, you're just trying to maintain what you've put on and maintain what you've developed. Yeah. You're not trying to add more on in the season. You're trying to maintain what you have, which means that aspect is going to drop off a little bit in terms of the intensity and how hard you're going in the gym and with your conditioning and your footwork and all that kind of stuff. And now the game speed stuff starts to pick up a little bit and ramp up because now you have to get ready to play.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you said. You're on point. And I would like to tell everyone to flood the chat with questions because we want all the smoke.
2: All of it. All the smoke, smoke, especially if you disagree with us. We definitely want to hear from you if you disagree with us. Um, man, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, though. I'm, uh, I'm really sad to hear what people have to say about this, what people are going to think about this, because like you said, at the, end, at the end of the day, it's a conversation.
0: It is, and that's, what, that's the whole point of this, is to have a conversation and talk these things through.
2: Ah, calm before the swarm with a great question there. Should the 49ers be trading t- for Zach Hertz? I don't know. I feel like maybe we have an episode that's going to come out tomorrow that you should watch on that. Tomorrow,
0: literally tomorrow. At 11 a.m. 11 a.m. You can find out our feelings on Earth or maybe a couple other little uh, possibilities there that we, we threw in there too. Possibly. Maybe, maybe one that Alex wasn't very happy about.
2: Uh, no comment. You have to. Wait. I'm not going to give nothing away this time. I'm not going to spoil nothing. I refuse to spoil. Uh, Jag says, do you think there were more injuries or less injuries in the 70s and 80s?
0: I think that there was probably less. And I don't know that for a fact. The only reason I would think that is, well, let me say this. I think there was different kinds of injuries back then. Fair. Um, The one thing I will say is that injuries back then could end careers. You know what I mean? The things that we expect now that they just get better from ended careers back then. But they weren't as big. They weren't as fast. Um, They weren't as strong. They didn't train the same way. Their bodies weren't pushed to the limit the same way. I mean, how many times did you see a linebacker that was the same size as an offensive lineman or a fullback? That happened all the time in the 70s and 80s. That did not happen in the 90s and 2000s. It is a different football game, um, a more defined role, bigger guys. Nobody moved like Trent Williams in the 70s and 80s. No No one was that size or could do what he could do. Um, Things have just come a long way. The football game has changed in general, so the injuries are going to change as well. You know what I mean? Ronnie Lott used to miss games all the time for his aggressive style. That's one thing. I'll, I'll be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this off my chest because I read it on Twitter all the time. They, they'll say, oh, Jalen Hurd, Debo Sam, change your playing style. You get hurt too much. What? No, that's what makes them great. You didn't tell Ronnie Lott to stop smacking people. Oh, don't hit Vivaro over the middle. You want to save yourself. Tackle his ankles. No, go crack someone. You're setting a tone for the game. Debo Samuel sets a tone too. These guys are not going to change their playing style to stay, you know, healthy. They play a certain way, and that's what makes them special. If Debo Samuel doesn't play physical, he's not as special a player
2: as he is when he does. I agree. Shout out to Juan one there for the subscribe, buddy. Thank you. We appreciate it Big a time. lot. And that is a, an incredible point. It's a great point. You don't change who you are, what makes you unique, because if you do that, you're going to find yourself out of the league very, very quickly. Matt Burgos brought up a great point. He said less reported injuries back then. Were you going to say that, Horst?
1: Yeah, in the 70s and 80s, I mean, that's just kind of life back then as well, too, not just football. But in the 70s and 80s, you ding your head. It was, all right, go back know. And I'm not criticizing the coaches back then. They didn't understand the long-term damage these guys were getting. but back then, you had to be hurt, hurt to come out. Like, yeah. You to, you're talking something that you were going to miss weeks for this sit-out-a-game. And that's another huge difference between now and then. Well, there's the old adage, right, Horse, You're
0: either are you hurt or are you injured. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think there was a lot of people that were hurt that played in the, in the 70s and 80s, but there wasn't as many injuries. But Matt is completely right. They weren't reported, and they weren't required to report them. Different time. It was a different time in a different era and a different set of people and a different set of circumstances. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I'm I, I prefer old school football. Mm. I prefer hard hitting, physical, in your face, grind it out. Let's get let's the get. The players nasty. of today
2: don't agree with you.
0: on <laughs> that. You know what? I don't care. I know you don't. Because that's why that's why I, I draw to Mike McGlinchey and that's why I draw to these Maulers uh, because they get out there and they play physical and, and they mm. and they play hard. And that's why Jalen Hurd and Debo Samuel are two of my favorite guys because they get out there and go, why do you think we all love George Kittle? Do you think we'd all love George Kittle if he didn't play with aggressiveness and run people over physicality? That's why I was drawn to you know Roger Craig and Tom Rathman.
2: Hey, it's the reason why I liked yeah. Vernon Davis as much as I liked Vernon Davis when they first got him was because not because of the, the damage that he put on people, but because of the types of hits that he took and would bounce right back up. Yeah. That's what ingratiated me with Vernon Davis so much. Kittle has taken that aspect to it and taking it to like a 50. It's, it's at a whole other level entirely. And Matt, I agreed with you on that. Less reported injuries, things were also different back then. Mm. Injuries back then are not serious injuries now anymore. The, the, the league was different. You had more career-ending injuries in the 70s and 80s. You don't have that many career-ending injuries. Achilles are still really, really hard to come back from, but guys have proven they can come back and be kind of themselves for about two, three years before they start to drop off again. And you know what? In about 10 years, that'll probably change entirely too because the surgeries and how they go about dealing with the injuries will change and develop and get better and procedures will get better and rehab will get better and strengthening yeah. methods will get better. And don't be surprised if in 10 years an Achilles injury is just like a hiccup. It's a hiccup. It's like, it's like oh, it's, oh, it's Achilles. He's going to be the robotic man. He's yeah. going to get a brand new Achilles after this and be 10 times better than he was. So, I, I mean, I, it's not that there weren't more injuries. I just think there were more career-ending injuries, and I, guys, yeah. guys like you said, like you guys pointed out and talked about, and said it specifically, the mentality was different. It was people were, players were tougher. There are still guys who are like that today in today's league, but it's not rampant. It was rampant back then. You had guys who were just tough guys.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of tough guys. I think when you're looking at it too, is is Matt Matt brought this up? Is guys, you know, people playing with injuries. Um, you're right. It does hurt your performance now more than ever because people are bigger, faster, stronger. There's more of an emphasis on technique because things have been really put down to a science. I mean, you used to see linebackers and defensive linemen playing with clubs on their hand all the time. And they were, oh, able, to, and they were able to get it done and handle business, but they can't right now because, you know, technique and stuff, you're just at a real disadvantage. You don't see that happen very much. Um, people breaking tackles is real. Uh, so I think it just is a, a different game. Um I did see Lou G. had the question about uh the tight ends. We need to get to that cuz he did ask that once before. Yes asked
2: yes yesterday, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I I had responded to it in one of the chats, but maybe maybe I responded too late to maybe. what he saw. Um it's what is it again? Is it four tight ends? Should the
2: 49ers keep four tight ends and the other the other uh, it was four tight ends or another running back.
0: I think they shouldn't keep four tight ends or another running back. I think it Ooh. should be four running backs and three tight ends Ooh. uh because I want talent in other areas. I want to be able to keep six receivers. I want to be able to keep nine offensive linemen, uh, three quarterbacks. So I mean, when you're looking at, it, you needed to add it up to 25, and I think um, that would be a real issue if if we added you know, kept an extra tight end. I don't think they're going to do it, which makes it interesting that Michael Pruitt got a $500,000 bonus it for is. signing with the 49ers. Um, Charlie Warner better change the spelling of your name because you're in you're in danger here, buddy.
2: What should he, yeah. What should he change it to though? Huh? What should he change it? Charlie
1: to? Charlie warned him. No. Charlie Warned him. I think he I think, you should, I think you should
0: just change it to uh the same spelling as Warner, uh, Fred Warner, and that way he can be confused and maybe they're like, Oh, he's the tight end version of Fred Warner.
2: Oh this is his little brother Charlie. And then and then they'll be like, you know, they're gonna do contract extensions and they'll accidentally extend Charlie <laughs> Warner first. <laughs> good plan. And then be like, Oh my god, what have we done? It's a good plan. Fred, I'm so sorry. We're gonna have to take like three and a half million off your salary because we paid this guy named Charlie Warner. We saw Warner and thought it was you. <laughs> We weren't paying attention, you know? We weren't paying attention. Uh, The other one says, don't you think back then players were more desperate to keep food on the table so they just powered through? 100%. Probably that, too. It's different circumstances, right? Yeah. It's a different world that we live in from now and then. Back then, the game was big, but it wasn't globally big. It wasn't as big of a deal as it is now. You had your fan bases that were rampant, right? I, I mean, I remember watching games from the 70s and 80s and watching the Niners win a game that they you know, people thought they shouldn't or winning a divisional game and people storming the field. Yeah. That would never, ever, oh ever happen in You're today's right. game. The security is too advanced. The way they build the stadiums now it could never happen in a million years. My dad told me the story, Horse, He told me the story of that championship game. The the NFC championship game with the catch because he was there in that end zone. Mm-hmm. He good. ran onto the field and took a chunk out of candlestick. Yeah. Home with him. Doesn't know what he did with did it. Did he eat it? No, probably not. Oh. He doesn't know what he did with that chunk. I think the statue of limitations is passed, so he's safe. But that can't happen today. No, it well, wouldn't.
0: But in, in 1980, they also tore down the field or tore down the goalposts because they won their second game of the season. That's true against the Bucks. So <laughs> I mean, that that is kind of where 49ers football was in 1980 when Bill Walsh's second year. Um, they carried him off the field. I mean, that's just how crazy things were. Uh, but yeah, I mean. That's it. and it feels look, different, it just look, is. It's different look, look, in all how aspects much, of the game. Well, look
2: at the 49ers, look how much has changed, right? Yeah, the fact that we went from carrying a coach off the field for winning his second game, yeah, to you have media members now and people in the cone posse and Thanos's crew <laughs> basically calling for Jan-A and head because guys are getting injured on the field. Yeah, that's how spoiled we are as a fan base now.
0: Oh, 100%. I think oh, sometimes yeah. we Forget that you can't win a Super Bowl every year. And I'm I'm one of those ones that was born in the kind of, you know, the hotbed of them winning the championships. And, yes, but growing up, I thought the 49ers were going to win every single game that they ever played. And that's just how it was. They won all the time. It was like, and all I remember is the Super Bowl. So I'm like, yeah, we won everything. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's just
2: how it felt. Tommy, I will put you in timeout. <laughs> what do he say? You talk about Clayton Bixby. I will put you in timeout. That's Horst's second favorite character of all time. Whoa. Or from the Chappelle Show, I bet. Who's first? From the Chappelle Show, Who, who's first? Prince.
1: No.
2: His Prince impression. No way. Not his Prince impression. My
1: first, my favorite Chappelle Show character is Silky Johnson.
2: Silky John Still, that's a good one. It's a good one. It is a good one. Uh, chat, what you got for us? Come on, let those questions roll through.
0: Yeah. Um, Do we miss any? Yeah, I'm rolling, not, I haven't rolling, seen, rolling, rolling, rolling. I
2: haven't seen any that we've missed so far. Nothing yet. Yeah. Um, There were some couple couple of good points that were brought up. Matt had talked about dropping 85% of your health isn't more noticeable in today's game because of how athletic players are. Uh, But that was something you guys were talking about at that Mm -hmm. time and agreed with you there. Agreed with you there completely. Uh, Media coverage is everywhere back in the day. You had to read it in the paper. Um, True. Now it's next day or literally as it happens. Instant. Mark Graves said that earlier, and that's true.
0: I think instant analysis is one of the worst things that ever happened in sports.
2: Well, it's, it feeds into that instant gratification well, because there,
0: right? a lot of times you, it lacks context, That's right? You, you haven't, you're going off your emotion. You're not going actual out of a actual thought. You're not thinking about it and then doing it. You're, you're just all of a sudden going with what you feel. And whenever you do feelings, a lot of times it tends to be off target. Um, it can, it can hit sometimes, but I think that is one of the mistakes um that we have but the one thing that's good is i do think it is it, there's a part of it that's good too with technology there's more ability to hear more people's opinions um because before you were you know struck to you know i read sacramento b san francisco chronicle and let's be honest they weren't exactly they didn't always paint the 49ers in the best light no. bill walsh wasn't exactly a huge fan of bay area media um and that trend has continued i mean there, some of these guys are still you know the same sports writers now write for some of the same companies and guess what? We st- is still kind of negative. They want the 49ers to lose because negativity um, actually produces a certain type of energy from a fan base that they want to click on it to get riled up. And that's why so much negativity is there. Yeah, they're,
2: they're, they're breeding, yeah. they're, they are capitalizing on the fanatic action, fanatic portion of the fan base. The
0: emotion, they're triggering it.
2: And, and a lot of that's the whole reason fans are fans. Like you, you, That's all we can do is be emotionally invested in the team. Yeah. It's really hard to be logically invested in the team you have to be emotionally invested that's that's part I, of it
0: i am logically invested and emotionally invested Both. um if something balance you know overwhelms me as far as the negative i will shut it off mm-hmm. i i don't want a lot of negative in my life i do i mm-hmm. want to hear straightforward you know on point commentary about something or breakdown of something absolutely even if it hurts i want to hear it but if it's going too far or it's reaching to be negative then i'm 100% cutting it
2: off no, I, I agree um, with you
1: there. I got um this one. Oh, I um, like it, horse. Are we? I think we are going to bring up Rosen at the end of the show. No, no, um, no. No, no I'm just joking. Um, the guys asking about D Ford and his health. Yeah. Oh, um, Ford's every fun. Shanahan just addressed that, and he said they're hoping to have him for camp. Like all signs point that at some point in camp he will practice. Yeah, he's been improving.
0: I think that was the key. Is he's been improving and he's been looking better. And that's all you can ask for. The back is going to be weird, man. I mean, there's yeah. no way we're going to know exactly what we're going to get out of D. Ford.
2: But I think the fact also that... is it the back? Is it the neck? Which was it? It's the back.
0: the The neck triggered the back, and yeah. that's where the injury was. He's dealt with it for years. Bar none. But
2: no, I, I agree yeah. with you there. I agree with you there.
1: Um, unless Tauchman plays relief pitcher, the Giants need more guys. Yeah, why are we talking about baseball? This yeah, who
2: corner. cares? This is, this, is a, this is a 49ers. I'll answer your yeah. question. This is a 49ers yeah, show. If
0: this was a giant show, you could answer that. Bro. Agre- agreed. William Floyd did have a tough playing style. Yeah, he who? did. I liked him at Florida State as Bar well. Bar
2: none. It's true. Tommy Huxley says he thinks the Rams regressed defensively. Do we agree?
0: Yeah. Didn't they lose Brockers, right? They and lost Brockers. They lost somebody else, too. Abitom? Oh, heavy um, they definitely have. I think over the years since mcveigh has been there, the defense has continuously got worse. Well, first of all, they lost Wink Phillips a couple years ago. Yeah, now they lost Staley. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. they just continue to lose defense. And Staley might be the biggest loss of all of them.
2: Hmm. Agreed. Megan also asked about the helmet. It's coming
0: back. Don't it's worry. coming back, yeah. It, it's, We're getting it refinished. It, it'll come back when we get to 1,000 subscribers. So I'm if you want to see it back, up. go ahead and hit the, hit, hit the subscribe button. Absolutely.
2: Matter of fact, let's, this is a perfect time. Let's do that right now. If you haven't subscribed already and you want this great content to continue, you have to hit that subscribe button right this minute. Share the video as well. Everyone in here right now, all 30 plus of you, hit that share button. Share it. Post on your social medias. Share it out there. Let people know about it. Let them get in on this last little bit here of Q&A because we're not done taking your questions. We're not done asking you, the Cutback crew, who's all here right now watching, questions. We want want to hear from you. Uh, Make sure you hit that notification bell as well uh, because as we saw from the John Chapman video, we got about 50%, 60% of you who are watching right now who aren't subscribed. What are you doing? I can't I believe
1: it. A, I got a question for you. Oh, okay. yeah, got a question? Um, since I'm a guest this week. Yeah, um, absolutely. I want each of you to answer this separately. Don't look at each other's papers. Yeah. Over, under 125 carries for Trey Sermon. Ooh. Over,
0: under 120 for the season? Yeah. Well, if you did, you watch our video with John Chapman Horse. Yes, I did. Okay, good. Well, then you will know that John Chapman <laughs> thinks this is definitely over one hundred and twenty-five mm-hmm. carries. Sure, he I said he's he going knows. to lead the team in carries. But you didn't really answer that too much. It was more. You're, him. you're right, I didn't because I, I I believe it is going to be a lot more of a balance, and I think Raheem Mostert is going to carry the ball more than people think. I think Raheem Mostert is going to be a, a more of a twelve to seventeen carry um per game guy. I think they're going to build on him because of his speed and what he can do in the outside zone. Um And really that, I mean, look at what he did against the Packers and, you know, those teams in the in the playoffs. Um So I think that will take away carries from Trey Sermon. But I think Sermon's numbers will elevate. Whether that gets to 125 or not, I'm not sure. But it will be elevated because Wilson Jr. is out. Once Wilson Jr. comes back, Trey Sermon's carries will go down a little bit. Second part to that question
1: yeah. real quick, Alex. Before no, you're good. Answer. um. Is um is there a level to which Sherman plays to that Jeff Wilson does not get his job back? Ooh, is that... no, not in the way
0: that Kyle Shanahan runs offense. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. All four guys are going to get carries at certain times. I think you will see guys, you know, of course, sitting out, but it would also be game plan who these guys are playing, mm-hmm. um, how they're you know set up. If you're playing against a team that's you know really big but not exactly fast. That's when you want to see Raheem Moster getting to the outside zone mm-hmm. and being able to, you know, have success. If you're playing against a team that's really fast but maybe not big in the middle, that's when Trey Sermon or Jeff Wilson Jr. could be successful running up the middle with more of an inside zone and also, you know, more of the um, inside base run game that they run, you know, the isos and that kind of thing and the traps. Um, so I think it depends on who they're playing and how they're going to be uh, attacking the other team because that's what it's all about. The X's and O's are all about attacking the other team. It's not so much about just what you got, but what you're what you're going to be facing.
2: Look, well, I agree Ooh. with you. I agree with you there. Um, and look, my my thing on this is the only way it's over 125 carries is if you ever he out for a significant amount of time. Right. So for me, I think he's probably a guy who probably gets over 100 carries, but he's not getting over 125. And I disagree with John on the aspect and the idea that Raheem Mostert can't handle more than seven to ten touches a game. I agree with that I, I think he can handle fifteen. I just don't think he's not. A, I don't think he's a guy who you're going to want, be wanting to give the ball to more than fifteen times. And Kyle Shanahan has shown with this team specifically how they've built this running back room. He doesn't want to put the load on one running back. He wants to spread that out yeah. a little bit. When he wants to run downhill, he's going to put in a guy like Trey Sermon, like Jeff Wilson Jr. When he wants to get outside and they need to stretch and get to the edge, he's going to put a guy like Raheem Mostert in. Because Raheem Mostert, you can also run inside zones with, and he can bounce it outside, find the find the gap, find a cutback and one cut and go and get to where he needs to get. Oh yeah. Quickly. So at the end of the day, it's possible. The only way he's going over it, though, horse, I think, is if if you have a guy like Raheem Mostert go down. And that would also be the only situation I see in which he could take over Jeff Wilson's like main role as like the second back, is if Mostert goes down and he is putting up godly numbers. With a bunch of touches. That'd be yeah. it. It'd be the long way.
1: And then, um, Tommy had a great question for you. My favorite video game of all time. From the 80s, though.
2: He wants it from the 80s.
1: He said, I think Kung Fu from the 80s. Oh,
2: he said, I think. Okay, so you're right. He just wants to know your favorite video game. Of it is time.
1: actually NCAA Football 14.
2: Tommy, I can vouch. Tommy, I can 100% vouch for this. 100% vouch for this. Um,
0: Get- I would go with an older school Madden. Which, which one would you go with? I would go with old school Madden like two thousand probably like two thousand four, yeah, with the Michael Vick cover.
2: That was a that was a very broken game. No, it wasn't. Oh, it's broken. How? Broken in the best ways. Like the ridiculousness of being able to run fifty yards backwards with Michael Vick, run fifty yards forwards and then throw. It. You
0: can't do that against me.
2: <laughs> I'm aware that you can't do it against you, but against most other people you can do that one.
0: No, you get stuffed. No. <laughs> against I you, stuff you Michael Vick every single time. Are you gonna do this? Bro, you guys don't want the smoke Dude, of
2: 2004. live stream Alex versus
1: Ant <laughs> hey, Madden 04. I'm down. Let's Who do it. Who wants to see it? <laughs> I mean, Madden uh, Madden 04, Alex vs. Ant, PlayStation 2 live stream. Matter of
2: fact, type F in the chat right now if you want to see me get destroyed in 2004 Madden. Put I
1: haven't F, played a in a long time.
0: I'll definitely have to. Uh, can I be the announcer? You can't. I'll definitely have to practice and play. I haven't played in a long time, but you know what's funny is I won't be using the 49ers.
2: No, I won't be using them. I know who you're going to use. You're going to use the Gosh CLC
0: host. You, you know it. You're getting Sean Alexander Sean all, day. all day long.
2: <laughs> this guy is literally he's the cheese master on Madden 2004. Uh, is there going to be Cutback Crew merch? 100%. Of course, Gary. It's already,
0: it's already designed. Get your wallet ready. We're just looking for the. <laughs> we just have to find the right designer. I mean, the right uh, distributor.
2: Oh, Caleb wants it. Shout out to Caleb with the F there. I appreciate the effort yeah. for my health because I will.
1: Uh, <laughs> I will get wrecked. I will get wrecked. Oh, he's backing
2: down now. No, I, I still want to do it, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be not good. It's going to be not good. Niners D is going to the ballroom blitz. I like it. Ballroom I blitz. I want to see the Niners destroy the Chiefs 50-0 to in Super Bowl 56. Tommy, I think that's every 49ers fan I dream. I that. That's every 49ers fan dream. I, think that'd be the I don't care who they beat as long as they get there. That's also true. Yeah. Also very, very true. You know, Tommy had asked earlier. We didn't talk about this. Biggie or Tupac, guys?
0: Tupac. B- Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. Ten. Ten. We're from the West Coast, I mean.
2: Ooh, Matt Burgos Patreon out of paid perks. You're just going to have to wait and see, sir. Ooh. Just going to have to wait and see. Maybe, maybe we got great content planned for y'all down the road. But yeah. for right now, we're just focused on growing this channel right yeah. here. We're focused on getting this thing to 1,000, getting you guys some merch yep. out there so you guys can rep your 49ers and rep the cutback.
0: Oh, yeah. And you know what? The, the, the shirts are not just all about cutback, but there's also some great ones that you could sport at games or around town that are just mm-hmm. going to be 49ers-centric, uh, and they're pretty awesome.
1: Matt, I'd appreciate it if you'd shut your yapper. I'd be Why? What'd he say? <laughs> no, Chris Farley.
2: Yeah, oh! That's, he, wanted, he wanted the Chris Farley reference there. Yeah. I'll take a one-point win in a Super Bowl. Agreed. Who was the first 49er
1: you ever met? Okay, what are we counting as met? Like, at a Niners event, shook their hand or something? Or...
2: uh Let's go with in person. In person. In some way, shape, or form.
1: But at football stuff or away from football either. stuff. Either. Let's go either. It doesn't matter. You just met him. Yeah, I met him. Worst? Um, uh, The first one I met. Re- Matt. <laughs> the first <laughs> one I remember. <laughs> the first one I remember is Jerry Rice um, telling me and my friend Matt to go away. Yeah. He does that at training camp
2: sometimes. He does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does. Uh, my first 49er that I remember meeting, actually remember, was Ronnie Watt. Um, and that's very vivid. Like, it's, it's I just yeah. remember seeing his face and shaking his hand before he signed a wonderful helmet with all my 49er signatures on it, a lot of which I, I got before I was even born. So, shout out to Pops. Dutch head for that. What a what a good guy. Um, but my I think I think my most memorable meeting was Steve Young, um, because it was on the field at at practice when it was at Spanos, and then I want to I won some sort of competition on like a radio show, and he called my oh, house. Nice. So Steve Young used to have my house phone number, y'all.
1: Wow.
2: He definitely didn't call into the radio show, and then they just forward him to my <laughs> house. He definitely directly called.
1: I like it. You know what? I take it back oh, real quick. Okay. Before that, I met. Tina turner yeah i was little and have you ever seen the quote he makes you know the 88 year thing mm-hmm. about them going to the backyard of the bears and yeah and the
0: finesse ass 49ers okay. <laughs> so i used to
1: have that on vhs when i was a kid uh-huh. like my grandfather someone bought it for me yeah I would watch it like yeah and i and my dad got me to say that quote to him I was probably like seven or
0: eight. I, I think the first one I met was actually Bubba Paris. Okay. I met him um, too. Uh, I met him, and I, I did. I met, you know, Keenan Turner as well. Um, and then I think the most memorable one uh, was at UOP. I met Dana Stubblefield and Bryant Young, and I got to walk huh. out on the field with them. Um, that was really cool. Um, the one that I least liked meeting, Terrell Owens.
2: Terrell Owens is the worst.
0: Let's. I was a lot smaller than him then. I'm not now. But let's just say if he, <laughs> if he said the same things he said to me then, we'd Problems. have some, we'd had some issues. He's, he's a big physical dude that says a bunch of mean things to little kids.
2: Let's just say that. T.O. Uh, T-O was, people were shouting at him. The camp that I was, the, one of the camps I was there, they were screaming at him for him to sign autographs. He was signing everyone's stuff, everyone's stuff. And I looked at him and said, Mr. Owens. And he looked right at me, shook his head and walked away. I was like, what hold on a second. I'm <laughs> respectful and I get the cold shoulder? T.O. I should have called him a piece of garbage and he would have signed Ooh. my stuff.
0: Frank Gore, that, that's solid. Frank Gore is a great person, by the way. He is. 100% of that is, that is very solid. Mark
1: Graves, no, Kena did not sell me a Toyota. He was, <laughs> he was pushing some sort of other merchandise. Nice. Yeah,
0: actually, I met—I uh, can't remember where I met Kena, but he wasn't selling anything. He was just being cool. It was just like an yeah. autograph signing. Yeah, they do the autograph, autograph. signings. His voice is still fantastic. I used mm-hmm. to love when he called preseason games. That's true. But that quote about the the, the 1988 the finesse ass 49ers.
2: Nice.
0: Good one. Went to Chicago. Whoop that. That's yeah, good. that's a good one, man. Nope, you can ask my dad. I said that to him.
2: Nice, I like it. Looks like we got a three way pizza eating contest between Tommy and 49ers Minded and Horse. This will be fun.
1: Apparently, I'm not allowed to uh, make my own decision here. No, no, are you going to
0: enter this pizza contest, Horse? I don't know. I don't eat the pizza anymore, so I will not be. I would not engage in this, and I would enough. probably
1: lose. I'll to
0: be honest. I'm not a, like somebody yeah. to eat a lot of food.
1: See, I can eat a
0: lot over a long period of time. I can't eat a lot like like in one sitting.
2: Yeah, I'm a one sitting kind of guy. One yep. sitting kind of guy. You know. Oh, what? Thanks, man. What <laughs> <laughs> What else we got for us, chat? Let's let those questions fly. Wait, uh,
0: what is Tommy's secret recipe for this pizza? But, yeah, go ahead and, and yeah. ask questions. More
2: questions,
1: chat. More questions. Oh, Foggy's keto pizza dough. That's cool. That's nice. Interesting. Megan, go, Megan
2: just ran back from dinner, got on her phone, said, what kind of pizza? Pe- How do you do it? I love keto. <laughs> I love it. Ooh, Met Montana nice. at a golf tourney in Hinden Valley, California. I got a great Joe Montana meeting story. It was completely by accident. Uh, Joe Montana, his son played AAU basketball, walked into a gym. We played his team whose son was the only white kid on the team. And we got absolutely ran out of the gym that day. It was like 95 to like 30-something. My dad drove home from Sacramento, where the tournament was, back to Lodi, where we're at, grabbed our 49ers helmet, and drove another 50 minutes all the way back to try and get Joe Montana to sign it. (laughs) And I had to physically stop him at halftime. Because he walked in with it. I was like, do not do this. This is not the time. You're going to make a scene. You should have done it. I should have probably let him done it, but it was one of those things where I was just like, please, God, for the love of God, I don't need this on my conscience yeah. for the rest of mankind. And my dad dr- literally drove home to grab our helmets to get it try and get it signed by Joe Montana. I like that. We ended up getting it signed by Joe Montana later, so thank God.
1: At this thank moment, God. I'm going to go with Ant, Matt. I will find it. Prove it! First of all, Ant's three-point stance is perfectly. It is phenomenal. So I will. I could stay in it, especially
0: now. Dropped a couple pounds. So I'll be able to stay was... in it for a while. Yeah. I don't know if I can. Not beat to mention, Alex, I did, but I, I think that my not too much weight on my front hand will tend to. Yeah,
2: I, I put too much weight in my. Not front Not to yet.
1: mention, I did squats at four thirty this morning. So. Yeah, I squatted to get off the toilet too. So. Well.
2: Uh, do you think Juwan Jennings has a shot at making the 53-man roster, boys?
1: Yeah, I would bet you money that he makes it. Ooh, Ooh. How much money? I like that. Too, Not Horst. you. Oh darn
0: it! Like I like that take, Horst. Uh, why do you think he's going to make it? Because did you see his swag
1: at picture day? That's, oh, the, that's the
2: only reason. It's just the swag.
1: No, um, he's everything's <laughs> been that he looked good, and he looked good last year. Agreed. Shanahan was very high on him. Last yeah, year. I was just wondering if there
0: was like a specific thing you were honing in on. Well, he's big.
1: Think... He's physical. He's there. You nah, go. He's okay. got
2: big
0: hands.
1: He's pretty. I mean.
2: I mean that's a really really interesting thing for you to say there. Why? How pretty is he? If you had to give him a score, like a a rating, one to ten, what would you do?
0: Definitely not. Nah.
2: Okay. Good call. Yeah, I think
0: I think he could make the team. And I thought that was interesting that when Shanahan was talking about who could be a third receiver at the, you know, the interview, the press conference, he mentioned Jawan Jennings, Jennings, and he also mentioned Kevin White. Who I don't think we've taken serious, you know, about possibly making the team. I don't. I don't. I don't know year. if I'm
2: going to take it serious. But. You're
0: still not going to take it serious. I, I think it is interesting that he mentioned him as one of the guys that is possible. He did omit Travis Benjamin and Jalen Hurd, though. What about Muhammad Sanu? He brought up Muhammad Sanu. The question was about Sanu, and he was saying how good Sanu looked. And actually, Mike McDaniel said Sanu looked fantastic too. And um, that if, it's going to be hard to beat him out if he comes to camp looking like he did in uh, OTAs.
1: Jaguaio, I'm gonna go with uh, Samuel, Ayuk, Bird, Jennings. Okay. Um. God, who are the other two? Um. I'm gonna say. Who else is available? You
2: know, Benjamin. You are gonna go Jeff? Not Jeff Wilson. Uh, Richard Fields.
0: Sherfield. Richie James. Yeah.
2: No, none of those. Muhammad Sanu. Austin Watkins.
1: I don't know. I I don't see the The, Watkins thing.
2: The the dude, the the Jesse Taylor or whatever. I'm going to say
1: Sanu and James.
2: Okay. I would say Devo. I'd say Ayuk. I'd say Jalen Hurd. I would say uh, Travis Benjamin. Uh, I would say um, Muhammad Sanu. Or are are, they, um, are my five like front runners? And that's then just for six. After that, I don't know who the six. Yeah, he's breaking down the five. I don't know who the, yeah, the five, to... so, uh, oh, I, don't. I don't know who the sixth guy would be right now. To be honest with you, I'd need to see a little bit more out of preseason to make that determination. Yeah, I agree with you. I top. think those are, those are the front runners.
0: I agree with your top five, and then I would, if I had to go like off the top of my head right now, I would say it's between Richie James and uh, John Jennings. Jennings.
2: Yeah, That's fair.
0: Um, it all depends on what role you're looking for. Sure. Tommy, I don't think Banks plays game one. Yeah, that was the big conversation, Horst, uh, with Chapman, is Chapman thinks Banks is a day-one starter at right guard. I hope so. Um, I have always taken the approach that I'm not sure I want to wait and see what happens in camp, but I know that Alex also is with you, horse, and says that, you know, Brunskill's going to win this job, and he definitely has the capabilities. He could do it.
2: No, he could, and I think, uh, like you said, like we have talked about, I think Brunskill's got the inside track because – he fits more of what the guards in the system are trying to be and what they need to do. Yeah, um, you know he's better in the zone scheme than a Banks is going to be off day one in terms of technique, speed, things of that nature. But Banks does bring a lot of things to the table that Brunskill doesn't: size, physicality, um, you know, the strength. Brunskill doesn't have those things, um, and in the in a league that is predominant, especially interior defensive linemen, where size, speed, strength is all becoming primo things. You got to be able to do, you know, at least two of those things on any given play. Run schools never going to be able to check the strength thing off the list. Yeah. Uh, now, it hasn't stopped him from dominating Aaron Donald and making Aaron Donald his uh, baby. You know, his little kiddo that he takes around to the park. And when Donald doesn't do things, he's like, get over here. You don't, you're not supposed to do that. But he's got to do that 17 games. He's got to do it consistently. If he can't do it consistently, Banks' upside is there and eventually he'll take over.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think you're wrong. I think I want to see what's going to happen in preseason and how Banks looks, because I think Banks mm-hmm. is going to get reps, you know, and and how he looks is going to determine ultimately who who plays. Um, it will it'll be curious to see who wins that job. I think Brunskill is still the leader, but I do think they're going to afford Banks every opportunity, uh, to take that job and to win it. And with the injury of Skuel, maybe Brunskill is more in, in line to be a swing tackle and then just a backup mm-hmm. all you know all across the board.
2: Tommy, uh, not Tommy, excuse me. Gary, agree. You need to hit that like button. Stream Elements also asked if you had subscribed yet. Have you subscribed yet? If you haven't, what are you doing? Hit that subscribe button. Just like Gary said, you want to Uh-oh. smash that thing into oblivion right now.
0: I prefer, and for Luigi, I prefer four running backs and three tight ends. And who are they? And if it's the four, it's Mostert, it's Trey Sermon, it's Elijah Mitchell, and it's probably, I would prefer him. I don't know between Hasty and Gallman. That's a tough one. I like Hasty. I think it's going to be Gallman. And then I think that as far as the tight ends, I would go with uh, Kittle, Dwelly, and Michael Pruitt over Warner because I don't think Warner has developed in the past game at all. And if I had an ultimate choice, it wouldn't be Pruitt either. It would be somebody that's not currently on the roster.
2: Mm -hmm. Fair. Fair. And there very well could be, that could be the case. And a lot of people have been bringing up, uh, Jay in the Bay had talked about this and brought this up in our discussion with him. Is that he thinks maybe the 49ers are waiting for cuts to be made and some wide receivers to become freed up and the Niners are going to go make a move on someone they feel might get cut? That very well could be the case. Um, but if that's what their goal is and that's the idea here, uh, we're going to be waiting a while as fans to find out who that guy is that they're targeting.
0: Yeah, and I know, I thought I heard that they talked to Delaney Walker again. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the case, maybe they did just take a look at the medical and now they're just waiting. Um, maybe they're in some sort of negotiation and want to get a certain amount. Maybe he's looking for a certain type of contract that he hasn't got yet, so
2: forty sure. money the herd hate is thick. it is extremely, extremely thick. A lot of people don't like herd, and it's solely because he hasn't been on the field yet. He has not been on the field at all whatsoever. yeah, um if herd makes the team, do you think he'll be used as a hybrid type receiver, so he might be a tight end or running back in certain situations?
0: bingo. Is it, um, I think he's gonna make it as a receiver. I just think he'll be used in all. No, these but I think admins. he'll get used all. Yeah, he will. He'll get used all over the place. There's no reason not to use him in a hundred different ways. Um, so I definitely think that you know he could. Uh, he's gonna be impactful. I think you're just gonna see him used, ramped up version of the way they use Debo Samuel. That's
2: Fair. That's definitely fair. Look, I, I think that is 100 percent the case. Um, and you know what, Jag, if you want a little more in depth. On this, we got that Jalen Hurd effect video that we put up in which we break it down a little bit more and go into a little bit more detail with film. So go check that out if you haven't already. And everyone that's watching, if you haven't seen that, and why you th- why we think and why specifically Ant thinks Jalen Hurd <laughs> is going to be the real deal this year, check out that Jalen Hurd effect video. It's a really good video.
1: Oh, and Luigi, if Wilson comes, when Wilson comes back, I would say the winner of that Goldman-Hasty battle is out.
0: Yeah, it, it, that's probably more than likely what happens. There's also the possibility that one of those guys is already nicked up by the time Wilson Jr comes out or comes back cuz he probably won't come back until after the bye week.
2: Mm-hmm. So I mean they're and they they may even they, if everyone's healthy and playing fine, they may wait. They may wait to bring him back and just let him
0: Oh, it, they'll definitely build. open the window, let him. They'll wait until the last possible moment when they need to bring him back unless they need him. So yeah, they're they're going to have some time but
2: Are... RM thinks that Jennings is better than Hurd. We're going to find out hopefully this year. I would R- love I would love well, to be able I mean, to put that theory to the test.
0: Our RM also said that Jalen Hurd hasn't proved anything. Neither has Jawan Jennings. Also true. So RM's, that's literally not a good argument. So he's, so he's RM has said himself. a lot of interesting things. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's very true. Uh, bring Delaney home, says Caleb, very well still could happen. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I like that. Played
0: basketball with Patrick Willis. Did you dunk on him? That's scary. That's scary. I know I can't dunk.
2: I would not want to play against Patrick Willis. The idea of Patrick Willis setting a screen actually gives me nightmares now. Congratulations. Thank you. A Patrick Willis screen might be the scariest thing to think about. I've seen what he's done to, to, you know, thinner wide receivers. I'm not a thin man by any means, but my goodness. Health, my guy, health. Jennings was not healthy last year. No, he got hurt as well. So, I mean, again, I'm I'm just confused. Yeah, he he got hurt on the practice squad. I'm trying to figure out where, like how, if there's something specific that Jennings does better than hurt, I want to know what
0: we like Jawan Jennings. I don't hate Jawan Jennings. And we like Jalen Hurd. We like them both. But I don't think that that's a fair argument with Jawan Jennings because he hasn't done anything that Jalen Hurd hasn't. They both got hurt and didn't do anything. They both else. haven't done anything. Well, the one thing that Jalen Hurd has done that Jawan Jennings hasn't is played in a preseason game. That's true. You know, that, that is the one thing.
2: If Flammo does a what-happened-to-video in the future for a current 49er, who would it be? Reuben Foster.
1: He already did.
2: Did he do one on Ruben Foster already? Oh, yikes.
1: Dana Stubblefield.
2: There's that one too. Mark Graves hits it out of the park. Mark Graves has been on fire tonight <laughs> in the chat. Shout out to Mark. Holy cow. Um, so there's Ruben Foster, he's already done. Uh whew, man, maybe Alden Smith. Maybe <laughs> especially after the most recent one, right? After the most recent situation, it's not going well. Not going well for Alden. Not doing what he needs to do. OJ Simpson. You have to do I don't think you have to do one on OJ. I think yeah. everyone knows what the juice has been doing. What? Not good thing. Yeah, he had that robbery. Yeah, totally. That's what they only thing
0: I I seen that Fortiners Mind had asked if Kevin White got released. No, he hasn't. No, he's back on the team. He's on the he's on the roster. They had signed him to a futures deal and he he's on the roster. He was out at OTAs. And Shanahan was talking. Shanahan
2: said he looked good. Yeah, he's talking good stuff on him. So we'll so see what happens.
0: There's an outside hope that. And if he, let's be honest, if he didn't look good, Kyle wouldn't have said it because Kyle would have been trying to hide him on the practice squad. You know what I mean? Yep. Get him to there. So,
2: yep. Uh, Shanahan's not gonna. That, that's why I found it funny that they ghosted. That they uh, they ghosted. Um, what's his face? He ghosted both Jalen Hurd, and who was the other guy that? He uh, Travis Benjamin. Travis Benjamin. The fact that he that he ghosted both of those guys to me just means that you know at the at the end of the day. Uh there's a reason for that, yeah, he's trying to keep things to himself he
0: is, and i I think that maybe he's just waiting, he's just being patient with those guys. um, I am curious to see Travis Benjamin operate in this offense, but he he's a guy that's gonna operate well with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback um, the things that he can do, you know what i mean he he sure. gets he gets it done in tight spaces, um, and he's a fast version of Trent you know Trent Taylor, that's kind of what. Taylor was struggling, you know, with his health at the end. So sure. he's on
1: the Bengals now. He is. Shanahan needs to get his
2: record above five hundred to shut the critics up. Agreed. I mean, yeah.
0: I mean, if, if we winning, want, winning solves every winning, every issue. it does. But until he wins a Super Bowl, it'll never completely shut everyone up. And even then, they will say these are the reasons Kyle Shanahan missed the opportunity to win multiple Super Bowls. Um, minus him having a Bill Walsh style career. Is there's always going to be an issue. No,
1: that's a good one, RM. True. Uh,
0: know, 500 is the end be beyond. It's true.
2: Who will contribute more, Arden Key or Maurice Hurst?
0: That is a good question. I would say Maurice Hurst um, because I think that he is a very athletic, dynamic interior defensive lineman where Key is going to be playing on the outside in a rotation with Bosa, Ebucom, you know, and those guys, Armstead. I just think there's going to be more opportunities for Hurst to play in the middle um because I, I like his skill set the fact that he can run people down on fly
1: sweeps is impressive Mark Graves yes they announced a couple of weeks ago
2: Yep they will be at full capacity at the start of the season they haven't released any of the guidelines in terms of like whether or not you're going to be vaccinated mass yeah. all that they haven't released any of that yet Yeah but they have at least put out there that it will be at full capacity The
0: preliminary is that there will be no mass requirement and that they will that there it's not been reported but this is what is is thought is that there's going to be no mass requirement. And also, uh, it's the honor system if you have the vaccine
2: or not. There you go. Yeah. I think that's probably the best way to go about handling it. And uh, good on them. I cannot wait to see a full freaking packed Levi Stadium. Yeah. The energy there's nothing, is going to be there's off. There's nothing hook. like that, dude. Nothing.
1: Off the hook right there.
2: What is White's issue? First round pick. What's been going on with him? Thoughts?
1: Not playing well. In his career. I think injuries.
0: It was injuries early on in yeah, that, that really you know hurt him. Uh, a lot of athletic ability. Uh, really would like to see him do something. He didn't really get an opportunity to the 49ers. Maybe he just didn't quite grasp the system or didn't fit into what they were trying to do last year because of injuries and stuff. But
2: It could be some route running technique stuff too. I haven't watched a whole lot of film on Kevin White, but I know he's yeah. had some injuries. And I, I can tell you that <laughs> route running was never, never one of those things that with Kevin White I thought he stood out above the rest of the pack. Mm-hmm. So, you can have all the athleticism in the world, but if you're playing at 75% of what you're capable of playing at now today, especially in this league, if you don't have the rest of your skill sets polished, it's really, really hard to create separation.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, he's still a big body, though, and I think they are looking for that big body receiver. Um, and now they have a bunch of options, and the 49ers always talked about having, and fans especially, always wanted the big body option. We never really had one.
2: Very true. Very true. Indeed. Indeed. Gary, again, all over. He's putting the he's is. putting the mod tool there. <laughs> Gary. Gary, you have you've, you've proven it. You've proven that you are worthy of it. It's coming, sir. Just patience. <laughs> patience. It it will get there. We will get you that little mod tool. You will be official at some point. Just, just take a deep breath. You got this. Uh guys, man, this was this was great. This was a lot of fun. Um man, I'll tell you what. I cannot wait for preseason to officially start. Now that minicamp, we know that there's not going to be a whole lot more to minicamp for the 49ers. Yeah. It's really just looking towards the future. Um, I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing what the reports are that come out about the rookies that are staying behind now with Shanahan to work out and just the news that comes out of that, if anything comes out of that whatsoever. Uh, because at the end of the day, you know, I think it's a good move for the rookies to stay around and the ones that are staying behind and are going to be working on terminology, play, installation, more things. It's just extra time for them to get more familiar with the system, verbiage, um, and just what's expected of them in the system.
0: Yeah, I I mean, now it's just all looking towards training camp. The end of July uh, can't come soon enough. Um, Hopefully no injuries for these guys that are, you know, practicing on their own. Let's get to the end of the, you know, end of the end of July so we can get to training camp and then ultimately get to the preseason games, which start right away in August. And then it's three of those games. And then, man, here comes the season. It's almost here. We have, you know, over a little over 40 days to get prepared for the season. I, I can't wait. I'm hoping for no bad storyline, just a bunch of good ones. I feel
1: like Noah right now. Nova? Noah. That's like 40 Noah. days. Oh, I thought you were casting oh, Nova. Oh, I
2: see I see what he did there. I okay. get it now. I, I get it now. Um and Jag, there was an update on Kevin Given's incident. Um the incident itself, the charges were dropped. Dropped. So whether or not there's going to be punishment from the league, the league probably, is probably uh, going to do their own internal investigation. They have punished guys before when stuff has been dropped. Um, it's really going to come down to whether or not they feel he's culpable for anything or needs to be held accountable for any, anything that happened in the incident. Um, but they're going to be doing that at their own time and their own speed. Um, and who knows the way the NFL moves. Maybe we'll know by like week 14.
1: Or not they'll be I, I don't think they're it. going
2: to suspend him. I don't anything. think so either, but it could happen.
1: By the could, way, f- Fogies. Maybe I'll come next week, too. Just maybe? Let's hope so. Just maybe.
2: Let's, let's hope so. I, I really, really hope. really, really hope you do, man. Thanks, man. We, we love having you around. You know. You're know, a day one. I appreciate that. You're a day one. <laughs> Just like the rest of these day ones out here. Chat, as always, you guys are incredible. We, we love having you around. We love having you on. Uh, the Cutback Crew is getting bigger every single day, so make sure you join that crew Don't today. Don't get left behind Don't get left behind. Hit that like button right now. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that share button. Share this with everyone you know. Hit that notification bell as well. That way you're notified and you're here with the rest of the Cutback crew. As soon as the videos go live, you can see Kenny throwing out his first jokes of the day. Gary telling you to hit like for the first time of a thousand. Tommy telling you about pizza, whatever random thing is going on in Tommy's head. Maybe it's a riff that he just played on his guitar. Who knows? But you don't want to miss any of the Cutback crew. Monica when she's on. Megan when she's on. All these day ones, Lou G, they're everywhere. I can't even name them all. Alex Faulkner, they're everywhere. David yeah. Camp, literally. You want to join, it's a great group of people. Um, and we're just glad to have you all on board.
0: Yeah, and jump on. And tomorrow it's all about Zach Ertz and possible tight end options for the 49ers. So the 49ers look into it. That's what we're going to be talking about. And you can jump onto the live chat there and have conversations. I know I will be on the live chat uh, making sure that you know I'm interacting with the folks and having a good time. And just don't do like Lou G and almost tear your ACL trying to get to uh, your iPad. Make sure you prepare uh, and get ready beforehand. Because and stretch. if you do injure yourself, it is Kyle Shanahan's fault. <laughs>
2: Remember that? But There's one thing that we've learned today, and you didn't learn it from us. You learned it from everyone else. It is definitely always Kyle Shanahan's yeah. fault, unless you're us. And then it's, you know, things and, happen.
0: And thanks, RM, too, for jumping in the chat. Appreciate cool. it. You threw out some love to us. Uh, we appreciate you being on there and being active. Jag as well? Yeah, Jag is always active on the on the live chats and he live streams. I always see down. him in the
2: live streams. Yeah, yeah he
0: does. He jumps in and, and, and leaves great comments. And if you ever just have a chance, go through the videos and read some of the comments. Some of the things that are said about just 49ers football in general, there's a lot of intelligent football fans that are 49ers fans, and you can go on there and have intelligent conversations. So maybe steer less of the time on Twitter. Get off of Twitter where there's a lot of negative and get on to our comment section where there's a lot of positive specifically and a lot of, ours and a lot of actual conversation about 49ers and 49ers people from a bunch of people that love the 49ers
2: from all over the world too
0: it is all over the world Australia it's international
2: I mean it's, it's everywhere 49ers is growing big we appreciate all the support we're so close so close to 1k just 23 away make sure you join that cutback crew man what a live stream
1: it was great it's great to be back had fun
0: All right, guys, you know what time it is. We'll catch you on the next one. Let's chalk another one up.